Hello, everybody. <laughs> We're getting ready. It's we'll cancel show this. Before the show. The show before the show. You know what we guys do. Hi, Karen. Mm. That's interesting. Lizzie, do you know what the best appetite suppressant is? Salt water. I did not know. I had no idea about that. Yeah. I, w I thought Followed it was... Followed by sparkling water and coffee. I got the coffee. Sparkling water. Sparkling water. Okay. Yeah, because many times we think we're hungry and we're just dehydrated. That's why I right. was told, drink, okay, try drink to drink water. half your body weight in water and then see if that you're hungry. That makes sense. I thought losing your appetite was when Joe Biden came in a room. That's what I thought. That's when I lose my appetite. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. But that's good to know. I figured the water makes it. But so it's sparkling water. It's not just regular water. Yeah. Well, sparkling water helps. I guess it says sparkling water more so. Hmm. The weather's really nice outside. Where we're at, yes. Yes, um, the weather could be different everywhere else. Most definitely. At least it's not smoggy here. I feel very sorry for the New York people. Karen, Drew, poor Democrat Drew. What, what a oh, miserable Drew. existence that guy lives. I'm sorry, <laughs> buddy. I'm not trying to be mean, but it's like you just live to see Donald Trump get hurt instead of being happy. Yeah, that's sad. Robert, good morning. Bendy. Peter, good morning. I saw pictures of Peter enjoying Mexico yesterday, where he is a Mexican citizen. Jay, good morning. Angie, Karen, the other Karen, Karen with a C, uh, and to all of our platforms this morning as we get ready to start this show. We'll talk about it, but uh, 8.15 to 9 today, or 8.15, maybe for about 8.45. We'll see how long it goes. Vance Crow back in. Um, expert on Bitcoin. Going to talk about Bitcoin. Drew says, "Oh, I'm always happy." <laughs> That's what he says whenever I have a comeback no, to him. Too, he's not. like, "He's always happy." You're not always happy. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. I really want Drew to video chat in. No, he's not going to. He isn't, is he? No. Ain't happening. I dare you, I. Drew. I dare you to. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. It's all good in our hood. I'm looking over local websites. We're showing video. Did anybody see the St. Louis police chase video they released of the guy that was shooting at them? So they ran him down as best they could in their cars. It, that's really something. You saw it, right? Yes, I did. It's, cr okay, it's crazy. Why, why don't I see it on local 
I'm looking for it on local news sites. Well, you know what I wonder is, because apparently this week, St. Louis City had all their aldermen or their city council people get together, and they're still quietly trying to defund the police. So if any way makes it look like the police are the heroes, they're not going to put that out. They're just not. Why not? They really want the money. I don't. I don't. If somebody sees it on a local website, please let me know. I mean, we're a nationally based show, but we're based out of the St. Louis area. But this video is going viral nationally, and with good reason. Thank God, St. Louis City Police were allowed to do their job because so many times these suspects and thugs who go after them and thugs who try to protect them and say, "Oh, you police brutality." That's why I've always been a big believer in video. Correct. And to show, if a cop does something wrong, okay, bring the charges. But more times than not, and I've covered news very in-depth for 25 years, at a probably a 90 to 95% clip, <laughs> it's the suspects or those who are doing something bad and or shooting and trying to hurt police. So when I saw this video of them taking this dude out, it made me happy. Sad to see that it would be that situation, but happy. And we'll show it to you. Just sad. So if anybody finds that on any of the sites, I... I crazy. All right. Um, we'll go ahead and, uh, Joe, we'll go ahead and start the show there at eight o'clock on the dot. So just feel free because we got Vance Crow coming in at eight fifteen. a lot of headlines to get to, um, and so forth. Oh, there, wait, the high St. Louis high speed shootout breaking. What is, Oh, let's see. That was from yesterday. Maybe. Or is this us? Yeah, this is us right now, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm looking at us. <laughs> like, I don't know. Just frustrating. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere, guys. That's bizarre to me. I cannot find. I'm looking for it too, and that it's like the it's story anywhere. So, if anybody can find it, send it to us. All right, it's eight o'clock, Vic. I just like, did everybody sweep it under the rug? Yeah. I thought it was, I didn't know what time it was. Um, yeah, we can go ahead and start the show, bud, whenever. Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks alongside Tab of the Hassle and Eric Johnson en route. This is CancelTheShow.com. Projo running the boards this morning. We say good morning on this Thursday, June 8th. It is time for CancelTheShow.com. 8 to 10 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. News, news headlines, politics, business, society, and of course, cancel culture education. That's what we do. You can catch all of our original content on our website all the time. We try to be as creative as possible. We do cover the news headlines, but we also go in-depth on topics, which is what this format allows us to do. Lizzie, of course, takes care of all your live comments on those platforms and big time on Facebook, Rumble. 
Um, where else? Facebook, Rumble, we've got YouTube. YouTube and Twitch are the and, ones and that Twitch have now. people talking to us. Okay. Well, and Lizzie does that throughout the show. We're grateful for that when you guys jump in. Coming up today on the show, 8.15, we've got Vance Crow back in studio from Legacy Interviews. Uh, we're talking a lot of Bitcoin this morning because, once again, money and crypto and FedNow, and policies, and digital currency. It's all on the way. Uh, we got an expert who focuses on podcasts about this whole situation. We'll do that. We've also got so many headlines to get to today. Uh, Pat Robinson, um, presidential candidate from 1988, of course, the creator of CBN, the 700 Club. Um, whether you agree with who he is or what he stood for, uh, an icon in broadcasting, no doubt about that, the success that they had over the years. Um, Trump will be indicted by next week. That's coming out. Uh, Nike, hold my beer, Nike Wiser, just call him that, has an all-gender line coming out. Yeah, you can't make the stuff up. Bud Light, drag shows. Yep, that's right. Bud Light, a drag show for all ages in the middle. Sponsoring drag shows in the middle of everything that they're dealing with. Not only are they doubling down, they're tripling down on what they've been doing. Fox lawyers, Fox running scared. They don't know what to do because Tucker Carlson's so super popular. Uh, last night before I went to bed, it was 96 million views. <laughs> that is awesome. That and is no, awesome. And, and, and yeah, so we'll, we'll break that down. Uh, Corey Bush, St. Louis's own representative. Uh, if not the most racist politician in America, she has to be in the top two or three. Um, she says, if you're anti-woke or if you say you're anti-woke, that means you're anti-black. How dare you? You're racist. Um, remember, if you're pointing the finger at somebody, there's three more fingers pointing back at you, Corey. That's pretty much that. Hey, let's give it out to our USPS uh, postal workers. New data shows that 5,300 were bitten by dogs last year. Postal workers. Poor all, thing. All part. Does anybody know a postal worker? I do. I always say I do hi to too. Them. I, mm -hmm. I've known them over the years. So a lot of those stories to get into. Tabs talking sugar today. That's right. And her tabs take. Uh, look forward to seeing what's going to happen with that. Um, we're going to show you a video. It's, it's be also because, speaking of viral videos, besides the way we were just talking about the show before the show, St. Louis City Police. It's just interesting. It's a video. It just gives you an idea of what they deal with on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find out when that video was from. Been looking for it. Can't find it. Um, yeah, Matthew says Corey Bush is a big embarrassment to St. Louis. Anyway, a viral video of what St. Louis police did. They're being shot at. And, of course, community groups and this, the suspect's family said, oh, he didn't shoot at them. And, of course, there was video, which is why they ran him over with a car. So uh, we'll show you that video and viral video. The Canadian wildfires that have canceled major events all over the world. Wait till you see some radar, weather radar, which shows all of a sudden smoke popping up and multiple locations all over the country at the same time. Isn't that strange? Oh, gee, Very that just strange. didn't happen by chance. <laughs> it didn't happen by chance in California either. Correct. So, yeah, I remember you saying that, Tabitha. We'll get into all that. We have that video as well. And Tabitha, we always talk about lookalikes. We got three Tom Cruise Pick three Tom Cruises all together. The one in the middle is him. I know. I can tell. Yeah, the We're one in the middle is him. First, check out our advertisers. Vance Crow coming up at 815. Uh, back in about two minutes. You've waited, and now it's here. The unveiling of the latest Carol House Lifestyle Collections. 
I'm Brooke with my sister Amy inviting you to see three football fields of the latest styles. Our new lifestyle collections are premium quality furniture made exclusively for us and available only at Carroll House. The attention to detail is unmatched and so is the value, nearly half the price of a typical gallery store. Plus, get free financing, delivery, and in-home design. Carroll House, because you like nice things. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh, yeah. And service. <laughs> Kathy O. Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This Studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. Wenties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Wenties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Hey guys, welcome back to CancelThisCancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Lizzie Sparks here taking care of the chat line. Eric Johnson en route. And of course, we've got Pro Joe running the boards. CancelTheShow.com. We are here and we appreciate it. It's brought to you by Complete Auto Body Care and our other advertisers. Please let us know. Jump in if you know of advertisers that would want to work with us. Uh, people that would want to donate, sponsor, be a part, and have some sort of a partnership with this show. We appreciate you guys jumping in and doing what you do with us Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and of course, all the time on CancelTheShow.com. Coming up in about five minutes or so, we've got Vance Crow talking a lot of Bitcoin this morning, an expert. It's what he focuses on with this podcast. Bitcoin, crypto, digital currency, FedNow, what's happening? Why should you care? 
Well, we're going to break some of that down in just a little bit. Uh, the 9 o'clock hour today will be heavy on all the stories that we have coming up today. We have a ton, plus one of the headlines I didn't even get to, St. Louis County's prosecutor, Wesley Bell, wants to run for Senate. So we'll get into that. Uh, we are a national show. That's a local headline. Very interesting because he rose to fame uh, out of the Michael Brown Ferguson shooting. So, um, And then, of course, promised to reopen the case and reopened the case and then found out and said, uh, yeah, there's nothing to charge this police officer with, Darren Wilson. Um, sorry, nothing to be seen here. And then, of course, he was ripped by the community. So we'll have more on Wesley Bell coming up as well. He did. T- I talked to him about a month ago and he said, yes, I would love to do your show. Uh, giving you some of the headlines real quick. One thing I didn't give up before we have Vance come in. Uh, since Tabitha Hassel says that she dated Tom Cruise at one point in time. I did not. Oh, I think that my you, shirt's on Inside Out. That you kissed, I, did you kiss him at one point in time? I did Is that what absolutely you said? not. Purely what did you, what did you do with Tom Cruise? relationship. We provided security services. Did you provide security for each other? No. <laughs> Did he Frickly jump on the couch? Professional. All right. Tom no, no jumping on <laughs> the couch. He's the most normal person I've ever come across. But well, we all know that Joe Biden has at least one, if not two, body doubles, right? There's Biden one, Biden two, Biden three. And to be fair, we believe that there's at least two Donald Trumps. We still agree with that, right, Tabitha? Tabitha legitimately thinks she put her shirt on backwards. Oh my god! I'm trying to talk to Tabitha, and she's away from the sound. Like, come on! All right. Well, we here, can't tell that it's inside. Either out. way, I'm well, in honor of your, and you say that Tom Cruise is a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. We provided security for him. I, I've met members of his family. His uh, father-in-law, you know, listens to the show sometimes. Did you have to look down to kiss him? Stop. There was no kissing. It was strictly professional. And uh, he's he's taller than people think. He's taller than I am. I had heels on. Oh, oh he's we five, stood six. nose to the, nose. That's all right. He's he, five six. His eyes were over my forehead. All right. So. Well, we've always talked. But he's about a very nice, nice. <laughs> and the media person. makes him out to be this crazy, you know why? couch jumping. That person. was ten. That was ten years. But why ago. did they do? Why that? did they do that? Because he's a lot like we are. You know, I'm right. assuming. Look at some of the yeah. movies he's made. That's what I thought. Well, too. he's, he's got body doubles. Check out his body doubles, and these body double pictures are amazing when you look at what you have where's the real tom cruise of course he's in the middle right tab is the real tom cruise in the middle he is definitely the one in the middle and some people are saying it's ai generated i do not know i don't know no no i bet they're real because i saw they it was allegedly i think the pictures were his body doubles for movies i think it's real personally i don't think it's ai generated yeah, no, those are, Karen says those are three good-looking guys. They and that really is definitely are the three good-looking guys. Hell yeah, sure. they're AI-generated because that's impossible. And yeah. they're like, yes, ma'am, whatever you say, Tabitha. But that other guy. Whatever the you want, they're robots. The one in the white pants is wearing some strange underpants because his pants look funny. Leave it to you his to look at his underwear. His pants do look funny. I never looked there at first, but now I'm looking. Tabitha, Something you're always right there. going funny. below the belt with everything. Something is not right there. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> we thought, I mean. He's got a sock in it, it looks like. But, no, but, the, but, but the sock fell. Look, it's kind of down his leg. Something's not right there, but <laughs> but Tom Cruise does most of his own his most of his own stunts. And Tom is what sixty? Isn't he in sixty? Oh, I, I think he is sixty. I is, do think he's sixty. I believe so. Yes. That's all right. We all get older, but they all look young. They all oh, he great. doesn't look sixty at all. But it no, just goes just to as show as he always did. What we talk about with body doubles with Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Kamala Harris. I mean, these are all three that we have seen pictures of. 
Cammy got caught doing it. Uh, Biden, I mean, look at the pictures. We're, we're, we're convinced of something going on there. Something nefarious. And then, of course, Donald Trump. So who knows? They're using it. Tabitha, are you... Yeah, that's all. That's real Tabitha with us today. Just making sure if you had your body. Double. I am not my I, AI person today. All right. Coming up. She was yesterday, though. She was yesterday. <laughs> and of course, coming up uh, during the nine o'clock hour, we've got all those headlines we're talking about. Coming up here, though, in about a minute or so, we've got our friend Vance Crow on. We're going to talk money. We're going to talk Bitcoin. Many people understand it. Many people don't get it. Uh, why Bitcoin, not crypto? Vance, extremely knowledgeable in the subject, of course, uh, does podcasting when it comes to money and finances. And how was all of this playing out with digital currency? What's happening with our government? Um, we have people jumping in all the time, talking about um, FedNow, those sorts of situations. So as we get Vance set up to go in the studio today, I did want to give an update. It is funny because Robert just brought it up on the chat line. Uh Tucker Carlson at 100 million views for a 10-minute video. No sponsors, no nothing. Just just a little 10-minute Twitter update from news headlines. Then, of course, as Fox News ratings plummet lower and lower and lower by the day, their lawyers come out. They're doing themselves no service. I'm convinced they want to crush themselves. Well, you breached your contract because you went on TV. No, we didn't. That's Nothing. because Fox sucks, like I've been telling you guys that, from day one. Nobody, nobody, nobody would ever believe that. He said that they breached their contract by releasing negative information. Then Fox comes out yesterday. They're literally trying to stop them from even talking. Why don't they sad, just amicably part ways? Sad. Well, uh, yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Because Let Tucker go the on lines, and do thing. The lines have been drawn Because it's not about the, the It's not about the people, is it? No, uh, obviously not. No, it's 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 sad what happens. But anyway, we got a lot of those topics to get to during the nine o'clock hour. This is cancel this cancel the show.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle, Lizzie Sparks, Eric Johnson on the way, Pro Joe here. And of course, we bring in our superstar today. Uh, are there two Vance Crows anywhere? Do you have a body double? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Vance Crow in studio. Good to have you here. The last time you were here, uh, you were super popular. You were one of our most popular guests, according to people who chimed in on the show. Uh, our marketing coordinator's like, damn, that guy's interesting. Uh, remind, <laughs> I remind, think it's just because we got in a fight with Tabitha here. <laughs> you know, Tabitha tried to offend you. She, she I likes didn't that. try to offend him. Uh, I would never do that. <laughs> so Vance Crow's Institute. Remind everybody uh, a little bit about what you do with Legacy Interviews, uh, your background, and of course, what's going on with your podcast before we get into Bitcoin. Yeah, so I run a company called Legacy Interviews where I sit down with uh, individuals and couples to record their life stories so that um, future generations have the opportunity to know their family history. And so I've been doing this for about two and a half years now. And before that, I was working for Monsanto, where I traveled around the country, really all over the, the Western English speaking world, talking with people that had a lot of concerns about things like GMOs and pesticides and uh, just hearing what their questions were and answering answering that. So the podcast was something I started because if you're going to go out and talk with people about all different kinds of ideas, if you're going to be giving talks, you need to be around people that think differently than you. So I have a podcast where I bring people on that have all different ways of thinking about things. And uh, we have a long you know, hour, hour and a half, two hour conversation um, about whatever is whatever they know a lot about. And that's Vance Crow. So you jump in with this from a financial standpoint. You and I were talking about bringing you back in. One thing that is talked about so often and has been for years now is Bitcoin. But 
People may know about it. People may not know about it. Tabitha, did you ever buy any Bitcoin? I have Bitcoin. I, you know, I was heavily invested into all of, as a matter of fact, I have a little bit of all the cryptos. Now, I lost a lot of my crypto when some of the different vendors folded. Oh, no. And took all my money with them. And I, I forgot the password to my atomic wallet. I will one day figure it out. But. <laughs> <laughs> Not your keys, not your coin, they say. So if you keep it on an exchange and those guys go away, then it's gone. It is. It's gone. And, and you know, people warned me back then. They said, don't leave it. Uh, like, I, well, I have some on Uphold. Uphold is still there. I can't remember right now where I had most of it. It was a, it started with a V. But anyway, they folded and, and took all my crypto with them. I think people, I am still for crypto. I really am. But I think people need to know the ins and outs and they need to talk to someone and they need to know what the risks are and they need to know where to store their money. And I knew these things. I just was stubborn and didn't do it. Well, it takes time. You know, like we've kind of gotten into this world where we expect our banking to be free. We want them to give us free checking. We want them to like make it accessible. If I lose my password, I want to be able to call them up and uh, have them give it back to me. But in truth, right, your money is really your, it's a representation of the value you've put out into the world that you've been able to create. And uh, when you store that, if you're giving it, if somebody's giving you the, the ability to store your money for free, it's because you are actually giving them something of value. You're giving them your money to do what they want. And That's if, right. they, if they treat it irresponsibly, it can go away. If you leave that money on an exchange, it can go away. And one of the beautiful things I think about Bitcoin specifically is that it, it forces you to really grapple with, I am responsible for this. There is nobody else out there that can handle this but me. And the only way to handle it responsibly is to learn about it. And that takes time and it's hard. But if you can get past that, then you get to a point where um, you you now become um, uncancelable. Your money becomes uncancelable. You can't have a group or a, um, a bank or a credit card company decide you're not allowed to buy these things. You can spend your money however you want. And that's why I think one of the reasons why I think Bitcoin is so powerful. Can you please explain, Vance Crow, what exactly Bitcoin is for people who've never heard of it for uh, just of a dumbing down? There are people who get it. And then, of course, where you sit with it and why you've gotten into it. Yeah, so Bitcoin is a digital currency. And I distinguish Bitcoin from all other cryptocurrencies because there's only one Bitcoin. And I say that because Bitcoin um, had this very interesting property that it, it, it was um, born from what they call the Immaculate Conception, right? There, there was a guy that uh, named Satoshi Nakamoto who put a, a, um, a paper out that described, hey, we could do this digital currency. We could, we could set this thing up. And he just allowed people, whoever wanted to, to take a little bit of their computing power and start generating Bitcoin. All the other cryptos that you see out there, a group of people got together and they're like, we're going to start this coin and we're going to do an airdrop or we're going to have, have a certain amount already allocated to us and then we're going to sell it to other people. And it becomes a security at that point. It becomes just like something on the stock market. Bitcoin didn't have that. If you knew about it early, you could start mining it early and you could, you could, you know, get in on it. And that makes it so it's not, it's something very, very different. It's, um, it's not the the stock that some group of people can change or people can alter. It's something that um, is basically trust through knowing that the computer code can't be altered. With that being said, we get comments. For example, um, Aaron says, I fail to see how crypto or any other non-tangibly backed currency isn't subject to the same problem with our fake promissory notes that we call cash. 
the end of the gold standard ruined my real value of any money period. I mean, I think that Bitcoin is actually a return to a form of the gold standard. So one of the things that's really interesting about Bitcoin is there will only ever be 21 million of them. And it turns out 98% of them have already been mined. So all the ones that you're hearing about being mined now, there's only a little bit left. Now that little bit left will go on for a very, very long time. But the, it, unlike the government, who at any time can either print money or they can issue more debt or they can do all these sorts of card games, you can't do that in Bitcoin. The, the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is that it is digital scarcity. Now, this is kind of like an interesting idea, because if you think about it, if I, you know, if we send that photo that you had of the Tom Cruise and the body doubles, right, that can be copied infinitely. If you have um, your will and you put it in an email, that can be copied infinitely. You can just make infinite copies. It costs you nothing to do it. What Bitcoin did was it created something that is online digital, but it cannot be copied because there's, an, there's a way to authenticate it so that there is only that one Bitcoin that you're talking about. And, um, and so the, by creating digital scarcity, they created like a, an eighth wonder of the world. They created a system in which everyone benefits from not allowing this thing to be broken and that it can't be copied. And unlike the US dollar or any other you know, government-backed currency in the world, they can go make dollars infinitely. You can't do that with Bitcoin. So that's what makes it like gold. What, now, why would you choose Bitcoin over Ethereum? Well, I think that the the first one is Ethereum is run by a group of people. And Ethereum is a crypto for people who don't know. That's right. So Ethereum is a crypto that came out um, a few years after Bitcoin. And in my opinion, the problem with Ethereum is that they don't have what's called proof of work. So proof of work is the, you hear about all these miners and all this electricity that is being done to ensure that um, there are no more than 21 million Bitcoin and nobody can just decide, hey, let's change the rules. Ethereum is run by a small group of people and they actually had a situation where somebody made a trade that they didn't like. And so they went and reversed it, right. meaning they have the power they to change power. it, which is just like a government. Right. And Bitcoin, you can't do that. You have to have 51% of the miners in order to be able to do that. And so Bitcoin is special in that way that there's not some group of people that like put it together and run it. Bitcoin is run by all of the people that are adding um, compute power, that, that mining. And with Bitcoin, you know, it, while it has, the value has gone up and down, it has always maintained value. I first bought Bitcoin when it was six cents. It was like 0 0.06 cents. Wow. I, think. I bought $75 worth. My son begged me to do it. And I thought it was like the dumbest thing ever, but I bought it. Now I spent some of it because back then you, you could play Facebook games with your Bitcoin. <laughs> and I, and so I used some of it on stupid Facebook games, but I still had like, I think $16 and 75 cents left. And then I just left it there because I didn't think it had a use. And if one day, if I ever remember my password, I'll probably have a lot of Bitcoin money, but, but it, it, it just think about that back then six cents. Uh, 0 0.06 cents. And then it has gone up and gone up. And look, where where is it at now? Like 20,000? I haven't even looked at it in a couple months. I don't yeah, even know where it's at today. It's It bounces between 26 and 29,000. At I, one point, it was up over 60,000. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I, what I always tell people, though, is you if you really want to think about Bitcoin, don't think about its price right now. Think about it as one Bitcoin doesn't equal $27,000. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Correct. Because imagine the, the future in which we've continued to inflate our money and that the dollar, the, what it buys you. I was just in the store the other day and I looked at a little Kit Kat bar, right? It was $2.25. 
Now, when I was growing up, that was 50 cents. What yeah. was it when you were growing up? It, no comment. 25 cents. <laughs> 25 cents, right? Cents, right. Yes. And the Kit Kat hasn't gotten that much better. It's certainly not no. bigger, right? It's, That's it's smaller. Yes. That's all a reflection of the fact that our dollars buy us less. If somebody were to offer you right now, less. Vance, I'll give you $1,000 cash or I'll give you one Bitcoin. What would you oh, take right on. now? One Bitcoin. <laughs> but most Americans don't get that, oh, at least in my humble opinion. You think so? I, yes. I think people are catching on, especially when Bitcoin, you know, there's so many, some people don't realize how many cryptos are there out there. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know. There might be thousands. I know there's hundreds. I probably own hundreds of different types of cryptos, you know, but, but some of them are like pyramid schemes. And then you have some of them. That's why so many people lost their money in crypto. But at the same time, there's Bitcoin, who has, which has been very stable all along. I mean, it, it, like I said, it's wavered, it's come up and down. And now you have ATM machines for Bitcoin. There are, you can buy products online with Bitcoin. It, it is actually something you can tangibly use as well. And you're open for comments, right? And questions. Oh, anything. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're getting, yeah. you can go ahead and respond what you were going to say to well, What I was going to say is that the, there's some really interesting back uh, ideas about Bitcoin that I think like your listeners of this show, I've, I listen to your show all the time. So I kind of have a sense for what you guys talk about. You know, people are always saying, oh, Bitcoin is not that green. It's not, you know, like, uh, oh, it's, it's not environmentally friendly. And that's why we should get rid of it. It turns out Bitcoin, because of the way it is structured, is actually improving our electrical grid. You guys remember when, this uh, is fascinating. when Texas had those ice storms and then they tried to bring on their electricity. They couldn't handle all the load, right? They're moving them around. Well, after that happened, Texas was like, how can we solve this problem? We can never have this again. And what they decided to do was let's invite as many Bitcoin miners as we can in. And what we'll do is we'll build the electrical plants to be able to give mm. that they can buy as much electricity as they want. Then when we have a big storm and we a bunch of power goes offline, then we'll turn off those Bitcoin miners and we'll turn it on towards the people that need it in their homes. And so you now have like a, a much stronger electrical grid because you can't build capacity for the electrical grid and not use it. And so you have this like interesting thing happen. You're finding that places in like Alberta or places where there's oil wells where they have to flare the natural gas off the top of the well because there's nothing you can do with it. They, don't, they won't let you build pipelines to transport that natural gas. So what people are doing is they're building Bitcoin miners to go way up in the cold of Alberta or way out in the middle of the sun in Oklahoma. And they're grabbing that natural gas that was being burned and they're actually turning it into a generator. They're making the generator run and then they're plugging a Bitcoin miner into it. It makes sense. To, it might not make sense to everyone. It makes sense to me. But you know, there I've heard about these systems where people, you know, obviously it does use a lot of power in your home. It creates a lot of heat. But there are people I have heard, and I don't know if it's true, who are uh, having Bitcoin miners and they're using it to heat their entire home and provide energy for their home. I don't know how they're doing wow. it, but I've been hearing about this. You certainly could. So a miner, the, they produce a ton of heat, right? Yeah. They are like they're running. What a miner is, is a computer that the only thing it does is it, it does two things. It says do I agree with every other miner all over the world that every single Bitcoin is exactly where we think it is? So you have a wallet and that wallet says where the Bitcoin are. And the miner is designed to say, do you agree there are, let's say there's hundred million wallets out there that this, do I agree with every other miner that the, the wallets have the same amount of money in them? Because that's valuable because then you know nobody can counterfeit it. And then the other thing they do is they submit guesses 
to try and get more Bitcoin. So you hear about this, like you, the, you're you mining for them. Bitcoin. Tiny yeah. little mm-hmm. bits at a time. And so in order to do this, you're using a computer that doesn't even have an, a graphical interface. You can't like look at anybody. There's no, com- there's no cameras. There's nothing on it. All it does all day is synchronize to say, do you agree where the Bitcoin are at? And we're going to submit guesses to get more Bitcoin. But they do it hyper like this is like turning a jet engine on this thing and so they produce a ton of heat and you can take that heat and you can pump it into your house it's interesting isn't it it is fascinating they've had drug raids have you heard that they've had drug raids on homes because you know how they have the the air the they have the <laughs> no. airplanes that fly over and they're looking for grow houses and they've raided houses and it turned out to be bitcoin miners that's hilarious <laughs> oh, wow. i didn't know wow. that um these may sound like some very remedial questions because you are astute when it comes to bitcoin but some basic questions how do you know how much has been mined and how do you really stop whoever they is from mining more so um, these are not remedial questions. In fact, these are very complicated questions. And uh, so what I'll try and do is answer it as best I can, but it's just like everything else. Like I can kind of tell you how my car runs, but when you start opening up the transmission, I don't know exactly like all the details. And that's because this is a very complicated system. So people should not feel bad about asking these questions. So the way that you know that there's only 21 million Bitcoin is that the the code is written so that no matter how many miners you add in putting those guesses in, they always want those Bitcoin to come out about every 10 minutes. And so what happens is they can turn that question, this is very complicated, they can turn that question is to be able to guess that number and they can make it harder and harder and harder to guess. And so what they do is every two weeks, they say, oh, there's been a ton of miners, China added on, let's say, 10 million mining, 10 million miners. So that's going to make it way easier for them to guess. Well, the computer system automatically readjusts and says, ah, we're going to make this question a lot harder to get. And so now we're back to the questions that they ask can only be answered every 10 minutes. And then the 21 million is it's just written into the code. It's the way that the code is structured. And it says, if somebody tries to put 21 million and one Bitcoin in, well, then you are not like all the other miners. So you are knocked out of the system. And it's not as easy as it used to be. It used to be very easy to buy a miner and and gain Bitcoin. Now it's extremely difficult. I don't even think it would be wise for a person to even try to mine Bitcoin at their home operation like they used to do. I I don't think, I think you're going to end up using more electricity than what you'll ever gain. That's in interesting Bitcoin. to me to hear that. So there's two factors. The you know a lot about this. I'm impressed. Uh, the the first one is how fast is your miner? So there are people that they are making actually silicon chips that the only thing it can do is mine, and you can make those things faster and, and faster. And to dumb it down for our listeners, a mining is a computer system. It's just a computer. Just, just imagine. So. And you can build. You can go up to uh, Best Buy or somewhere and build your own or Micro Center. You could. You at this point, you would you would probably not be technologically that good. But to your point of the problem is electricity costs. So in the state of Missouri, about a kilowatt of energy costs about uh, 11 cents. I've been told it's like a hot tub. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so, and then during the summer, it becomes more expensive because more people want more energy. So during the winter, it's about 11 cents. Well, it depends on the price of Bitcoin, but if it costs you more than 11 cents worth of energy to get the, the mining operation going, you can lose money that way. So what people are trying to do is they're saying, where is there energy in the United States that's the cheapest? Right. And one of the places they're going is to all these rust belt places where there was a bunch of electricity built for GM to build cars or for 
for mining operations in West Virginia and they have all these substations. So people are trying to go to where is the energy cost the lowest and we're going to build them there. At this point, it's like break even if you buy a miner and you know I what was you're going doing. to at one point I was going to do my own my own Bitcoin mining and it was just right at that turning point a couple of years ago where it was right on the ledge. If you got if you spent, you know, ten thousand dollars and bought a really good miner, you might get a few cents ahead. And it and then of course in the the heat and the you know that it generates, it just wasn't profitable to me. But I was for a while part of a bit mining pool. You know, and I, yeah. <laughs> and so that is one way I think that the average person can get in without buying the equipment. You can join a bit mining pool. Yeah, which that means you're putting money up and you're saying, hey, you've got a server farm and we'll turn those servers into miners. And then every week or so, send me the the percentage that I gave you um, money for those miners. It, it's a it's a decent way to do it. The interesting thing, the reason people mine is because the, more and more we're watching places like Coinbase and um, Binance and all of these companies get sued by the SEC, who's trying to rein them in. Um, and it's going to be harder and harder and harder to get your money into Bitcoin. And so what people are saying is, well, I'll just trade my dollars to buy electricity that gets me Bitcoin. And, uh, and that's going to be one way to get it. So who, who knows how the regulations will play out, but that's when, why people do it. When we're talking with Vance Crow of Legacy Interviews, uh, we had him on as a guest a while back, super popular guest talking about the ag industry, the food industry, uh, worked with former Monsanto, now Bear when it came to pesticides and breaking down what's real, what isn't. Also host podcasts now, very versed on financial matters, as you can hear him talk about Bitcoin today. When you speak of they... What do we really know about Satoshi Nakamoto, who is considered to be the front person or at least the front name for, and I've never seen a picture of Satoshi Nakamoto. So that's why I say the picture or the name in front of whoever this person is. So this is where the mystery gets things exciting. So there was a guy and he published a white paper. Some people actually think it was a group of people that published it under one name, like a pseudonym. And some people think it was just a guy that was very interested in cryptography, which is what kind of undergirds all of this. And he wrote this paper saying, look, we've tried all these other ways of doing digital money. There was a thing called hash cash. There's been a bunch of attempts. And he was like, I think I've got another way to try it. So he puts it out in a forum and then he says, I'm going to turn this thing on. And he does. He turns it on and he is mining along with a few other people. Remember that guy that bought a pizza for 10,000 Bitcoin or 100,000 Bitcoin or whatever it was. He was a part of these forums where these are just a bunch of uh, like nerdy guys that are interested in this thing. And then um, the wallet that he had, the original wallet, they, they, um, he amassed a big amount of money and people are a big amount of Bitcoin and people all knew where it was. And then one day, Satoshi just vanished. He just went away. And that wallet that exists has over a billion dollars of wealth in it. So sometimes you'll hear people come by and be like, ah, I am Satoshi Nakamoto. I'm the guy that originated this thing. Cause you know, the real one would have to come out of the woodwork and say, no, you're not, it's me. So what people often say is, okay, we'll believe you're Satoshi Nakamoto when you can move a single Satoshi, which is one, it's a very, very small amount of Bitcoin. If you can move just one out of that wallet, and nobody's ever been able to do that. It's interesting. That's always been so fascinating to me. It is. Now, if you're just hearing this for the first time or Bitcoin, it can be a little uh, cumbersome. It, it can be. And I'm not trying to be uh, negative to people from the standpoint when I say dumbing it down, but we have people who are jumping on going, okay, can you explain this again to me? What exactly is mining? What's the mining process? Uh, if you could kind of explain that for- So our what I think everybody should know is 
all you're going to be able to get when you first touch Bitcoin is like, okay, I can kind of see it making it out way off in the distance. And so whatever you don't get here, it's just like you have to learn it one at a time. But I'll start off by saying in order to understand mining, you have to understand how do you keep a Bitcoin? How do you get one? And so yeah, do you have one with you? <laughs> no, no. Literally, people on the Just chat kidding. line are actually asking do, that. Actually. Is it a coin? They want to know, is it literally you can take it out of your pocket? And <laughs> they really think that. So I think it's a fair question, right? Because we named it coin. And when we Correct. think of coin, we think of something in our pocket. So a Bitcoin is just a... Um, uh, an allocation. It's like a little number on a screen that says you have this much of it. And then there's, it's, it's nothing more than that. It's like all your you bank can see statement. It, like your bank statement. But the thing about this Bitcoin is that there's, uh, you put it in a wallet. Now a wallet has two features to it. You have the public address. So this is like your email address. If I wanted to send you a Bitcoin, you would say, Hey, here's my Bitcoin public address, which would basically be like your email. So I would type that in. It'd be a long string of numbers and letters, and that would be how I would get it to you. Now, if you want to send one to me, then you have to have the second part of that wallet, which is the private key. Private key is just a password. You know, Tabitha said she lost her password. So with those two things, the public address, that's where you, that where everybody can see where the Bitcoin are, and the private key, which only you have, that's what unlocks it. What mining is, is people are plugging in computers and the miners are designed to say, do we agree that every one of the Bitcoin that we have set is out here, 21 million of them, and they can be split into really, really, really small amounts, right? Do we agree that there's where yours are, where yours are, and where yours are? Does everybody agree they're in the exact same spot? And if they don't agree, if some of the miners think they're somewhere else, then you have to decide, well, which one are we going to go with? And what they do is they say, if 51% of the miners think one thing, then that's what you go with. So now what are the miners? Well, those miners are computers. All they're doing is synchronizing. And why would somebody plug in a miner? Well, because if you plug one in and you add that um, that computing power to say, do I agree where the Bitcoin are, then you get little bits of Bitcoin in exchange for as much computing power as you put in there. And so the mining and the wallets are tied together in the sense that the miners are saying, do you agree that all of the Bitcoin are where the, where the wallets say they are? Can we break this down as simple as if somebody wanted to buy Bitcoin today, how much it would cost them to get one Bitcoin? So this, that's an interesting question. Um, you can buy a Bitcoin can be broken out into point and then imagine seven zeros and a one zero 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 one. That's what's called a Satoshi. So a Satoshi is the smallest amount of Bitcoin that you can buy right now. One dollar, one US dollar will buy you about three thousand seven hundred Satoshis. Right. So if you had. Could you repeat that again? One dollar. <laughs> will buy you 3,700 Satoshi. Because you could look at it and say, well, I need $27,000 to buy one Bitcoin, but you don't actually. A Bitcoin is only just like a number, right? It's just like, oh, that's an amount. But you can buy a very, very small amount of them. And you said seven zeros? Yes, and then a one. Because you can go right now and buy, let's say you have $100, and you're like, I just want to put $100 into Bitcoin. You can go and buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. Exactly. And then you can continue to buy it and continue to buy it. And, you know, and it'll just continue. And it's going to go up and down and up and down. But, you know... You, if you watch it enough, you can see when it goes down. And, and if you follow, you can follow like Wall Street Bets or one of these other groups, and they always give you some good hints and tips about when to buy. 
there's no doubt in your mind we're headed digital currency, correct? We're headed to a did. I mean, we, I mean, we get into politics and we can talk about where I don't think there's any doubt we're going to head to a digital currency and we see what's happening with our dollar. Your thoughts from that perspective? Uh, well, so I guess it just depends on what you mean by digital currency. And I, educate me, please. So, so I think that um, Bitcoin is the most likely one for if that that we all that I want to see um, succeed because I think it means freedom. I think it it frees us from a government that can print money. It frees people in Argentina and Venezuela from dictators that want to um, you know inflate the money. It makes it's very difficult for governments to take Bitcoin away from you. Mm-hmm. There are some people that talk about things like CBDCs and Fedcoin, and this would be the opposite of Bitcoin. This would be a total digitization of our financial system. That would be and in, say instead of having dollars in your pocket, you only have like an app on your phone that the Federal Reserve issues you their own kind of cryptocurrency. That is, I think, like a very bad scenario. And the reason it's a very bad scenario is because it hugely amplifies a power that we watched the Canadian government already exert. Remember the trucker rally is going on. Mm-hmm. There's some people they didn't like. They just shut down their bank accounts, shut down their credit cards, turned off the Patreon accounts that were going on, um, that were using to send money to people. You don't want to allow any centralized power the ability to do that. And Bitcoin is the opposite of that. With Bitcoin, you, no one can stop you. If you have your private key and you have a, uh, access to a computer, you can, you can move that money around anywhere you so want. So Tatashi is untouchable by governments anywhere around the world at this point? I mean, the government can always get you, right? Like, and, and they're if you're trying. Doing, and if they you, are. <laughs> right now, the government has been quite friendly to, the U.S. government has been friendly to Bitcoin. They viewed it as a commodity and not a security. So these other ones, Ripple, uh, Ethereum, any number of the different other kinds that are out there, those have been viewed as as a a security, a type of stock. And so that's why the SEC is like, you're not allowed to do this. We regulate the stock market. They are all over them. You know, our old friend, Bill Callahan, who was on our old show, a former special agent in charge for the FBI here in the area, his sole job right now is training crypto investigators. And so what they're doing now, they're unleashing all these crypto investigators to make sure that people are not making all of these transactions anonymously, because that is what crypto allows you to do. You can make all of these anonymous transactions because you're just an account. So if you want to go out and you want to make a a deal, a transaction, you want to purchase something with Bitcoin, you're completely untraceable. Well, or used to be. Yeah, so it's interesting. Like there's there's like a double edged sword there, right? There is. The the to your point, if if my name is not attached to my private key, I can send that around and nobody knows about it. But every single Bitcoin is accounted for. We yes. know we're all there's no such thing as like I have a wallet that I've mm-hmm. like buried out in the backyard. Right. It's because we know where all the accounts are. And so the government has started to do these things that I think are pretty nefarious where they start saying we know where that Bitcoin is because we did these um, special magical transactions. I don't mean to be so disparaging, but they they say like, oh, and we know you sent money to Tabitha and you didn't want us to know because you did it in this special way, but we have a way to reverse engineer it and we know. And then you'd say, if you're defending yourself in court, you'd say, well, how do you know that? And they're like, well, we have a special code that shows us this and we can't show it to you because that's what allows us to catch the other bad guys. And so people are sitting in jail right now saying like, Wait, that's not fair. You can't, you can't, you can't use evidence against me that I can't look at. Yeah. Why are big banks behind it? 
big banks behind behind Bitcoin right now? I don't think there are very many that are. Because we had a comment that said the big banks are behind it. And I'm like... No, that's like the competition. The big banks want to squash crypto. Okay. That's my sense. I mean, I think that actually what I really think is Bitcoin um, is being purchased by both banks and governments and they don't want people to know about it. I think they are trying to buy it as quietly as possible. Just like um, this is where we get kind of conspiratorial, but you that's know, all right. Been it's a, almost Friday, Vance. It's almost Friday. There has been a huge <laughs> proliferation of governments around the world buying gold, and uh, you know this this is something that the gold bugs have said for a long time. But there's been a big amount where they've said, "Hey, I, I we need to start backstopping our currency by making sure we have gold." So they're turning their currency. Uh, you know, the euro or the Chinese yuan or the Russian ruble, and they're buying gold. I think they are also buying Bitcoin. Uh, The government of Bhutan came out and said, you know what? You guys found us out. We've been building all these electrical plants. We've been building all these miners. We are backing our, uh, we're trying to buy as much Bitcoin as we can. El Salvador, the same thing. So I think if any of these groups are into this, they're not going to tell anybody because they want to buy it as quietly as possible. Because as soon as it becomes known that a large bank or or a country is buying it, that's when the price goes yes. and starts shooting up. Boy, that makes sense. Talking with Vance Curl about Bitcoin, crypto, where it sits with our finances or government. Kevin wants to know, Vance, I think the Fed coin is going to be tied to corporate ESG scores. Are you familiar with ESG scores? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about that quite a bit here. If they don't comply, they will shut down the corporations or hurt them financially. He believes it's all about government control. Your thoughts? I mean, I think that whether or not that's what they're setting out to do, that is the power they will have. And so, I, you know, I, I think you could be somebody in government that says, oh, it's safer. Oh, it's it's better. Oh, this allows us to do things we've always wanted to do. And then one day they wake up and you're in COVID times and they decide, ah, it's hard to keep people in their houses. It'd be a lot easier if they just didn't have money to spend, right? That'd make it a lot easier to keep them in their houses. And so I think like with government, I am, I'm generally of the sense that there are not that many coordinated cabals. There are a few, you know, coordinated people that are making things happen. Most of the time they wake up and they realize, ah, we have a power. Why don't we use it? And then they do use it. Many people are are feeling that this is very unsafe. These are the people on the chat line that they use cash for everything. But what it reminds me of when our grandparents used to take the cash and put it in our mattress because they really thought that the banks were evil. But the cash actually says it's a promissory note. Couldn't the government just stop accepting cash at places? So is it any safer than cash? Well, so the the thing about it is you're, everybody's making a guess about what will the future look like, right? Correct. And I try, tend to think of Bitcoin as not something you're thinking about right now. You're thinking about the long term. It's like planting a tree and knowing like this is going to be something that doesn't grow. I have to protect it for a, for a while before it's valuable. But then one day it provides me shade or fruit or whatever that is. Bitcoin is the same way. Right now, if you get it, it's hard to use, right? Like there's not very many places that accept it. Um, you also, the, the, it's not like your iPhone. I mean, your iPhone made getting on the internet really easy. Facebook made, you know, communicating with your friends over the internet a lot easier. So these things were built to make it easier. If you want to get into Bitcoin now, it's a lot easier than it was when Tabitha was first starting, but it's still pretty hard. But if you do get into it, you have a way of protecting your, your wealth, your, the things you've earned in a way that, almost nothing else can. You know, the the difference between a gold bar and Bitcoin, um, they're really similar. They're both a finite supply. There's, you know, very low inflation, 
but the difference is if I want to bring you gold, I got to carry around a gold bar or gold coins and I got to bring it and give it to you. Right. And you got to move it around with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I can send it to you and 10 minutes later, you'll know beyond the shadow of a doubt that it's gotten to you. And so I think it will replace those old forms of money, hard forms of money that are better than those promissory notes, because those promissory notes, just like monopoly money, if somebody plunks down $10,000 in the center of the board and says, oh, we're going to share this now, right? All the property values go up and the cost of everything. So I think Bitcoin is better than a promissory note by miles and miles. And don't you think if you start buying Bitcoin now, let's say even if you're throwing in $100 a month on Bitcoin, Someday, let's say when it's retirement age or uh, depending on how old you are, when your kids go to college, I think that the Bitcoin is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to to gain wealth. And, you know, there was a time in this country and others where, like you said, people stockpiled gold. They stockpiled cash. They did this. They did that. Uh, look at the Civil War money. When we had a Civil War, it's, it was worth nothing. Right. You know, and eventually our cash is going to be worth nothing. nothing. And we have to start thinking about what is the next thing? How do we build wealth? How do you build generational wealth? And I do think a lot of people are looking at Bitcoin for that answer. Yeah. And I think so they call it uh, in our world stacking sats. So a sat is a Satoshi. And so instead of saying like, oh, I've got to go out and get a whole Bitcoin, I got to get $27,000 to go. You're just saying exactly like Tabitha said, I'm, I'm just going to try and get 3000 sats a week, right? That's a dollar's worth of sats. But imagine if you do that for 52 weeks, you now have 150,000 Satoshis, which if the if we think about this over the long term, this is like planting that little tiny seed and letting it grow. And I think the people that get into trouble are the ones that are like, I've invested as much as I can into Bitcoin. And if it doesn't go up, I'm going to need that money and I'm going to have to sell it and I'm going to have all these problems. And instead, what you should do is just be as humble as you can. I'm just doing this little by little by little, which is the way a savings account used to be. Yeah, it did. Exactly. Vance, you have the gift of gab. You're very intellectual. You're an incredible speaker. So could you put this into perspective for somebody? Because it is so difficult because as humans, what we don't understand or that challenges us sometimes are different from what we've always done. It's uncomfortable and it can be uncomfortable for me. I started to try to learn about crypto uh, in the past five, six months and kind of went the crypto route, didn't really jump into much of the Bitcoin study. Now I've started to learn more about Bitcoin and certainly got a great lesson today so far from you. What kind of advice would you give to somebody who says, listen, I'm, I'm just... I'm going to stick with my old money and this is the comfortable way for me. And, you know, I, I don't want to look at Bitcoin and try to learn something new. You know, I had uh, an older man who listens to my podcast. He's probably in his 70s. Call me up one day and say, I uh, really dislike this Bitcoin, but I found in my life that the more I am resistant to something, the more I should go learn about it. <laughs> And so he wanted to come by, he came by my studio and he said, I, I want you to help me buy, I think it was like $50 worth of Bitcoin. And, uh, and so that's what we did. We just went through the process. He, he found a, a company, I would recommend uh, something like Swan. I don't use it myself, but like, I'm just, I, that's the one that on the street, that's good Swan. And then say, I'm going to buy this Bitcoin and then I'm going to get a wallet and I'm going to move the Bitcoin from the exchange to my wallet. And once I've done that, even if it's a really small amount, $10, $20 worth, the amount you will know about Bitcoin after you've done that 
will make you have a much better gauge as to whether or not this is something that's interesting to you or not. Because if you now, if you sit on the sidelines and you say, no, I don't like Bitcoin and I don't think it's going to succeed, but you've never actually dipped your toe into it, you don't understand how it works and how it feels. And I know for me personally, I've, I've been in the world, not nearly as long as Tabitha, but every day I try to do something new. I try and learn something about it. And I get that feeling, you know, when you're learning something and something just clicks and you have this like, aha, like it feels so good. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while to get to that point though. And when you get there though, the payoff is better than almost any other feeling that you have. And that's why I think one of the things Bitcoin can provide is it's like all these aha moments that you'll find yourself uh, being that guy that's like standing in the urinal, turning to the next guy being like, so you ever heard about uh, Bitcoin? <laughs> and it can, be, it can be obsessive. You know, back when I was really buying all the cryptos, uh, what, back in 2020, 2021, you know, Dogecoin was a big one. I made a lot of money off Dogecoin. I still have a ton of Dogecoin, but it's like the stock market. You know, there were times where me and my friends, we'd be up all night long watching them go up and watching them go down and try to think when are you going to sell? Are you going to trade? What are you going to do? And it, I think it's fascinating. I really think everyone should buy a little bit of everything. I have a little bit of everything. And I think even if it's, even if you put $20 into some new crypto you've never heard of, at least you have it. So you, finally, we found the point where you and I uh, are are different. I know, and I and I know why because I've lost a lot of money with my strategy of buying a little bit of everything. I mean, if if what you want to do is is to have the feeling of excitement about gambling and like, hey, maybe this will pay off. That's okay. And I've, it did I've got, for a no. while, but those days are over. But if what you want to do is to say, I want to be able to pass my children down something. You know, one of the questions I ask people that are financial advisors come on my podcast and we start talking about Bitcoin and almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them are like, no, 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 I don't like that. It's, it's going to zero. It's pet rocks. Then I always ask him like, so do you still teach your grandkids to go open up a savings account? And they're like, oh, yes. And I'm like, well, why? Do, do you put your money? Is that is that like a long-term safe thing? Well, no. Why not? Well, because you have to put it in the stock market. Because if you put it into a bank account to savings account, the inflation rate is going yeah. to take away all its value. So the government has set up a system where we can't save anything. We have to risk it. We have to take that money and put it into the stock market. And then we're looking for like, is it going to make big gains or is it just going to hold its value and keep up with inflation? What Bitcoin is, is a way off that ride. This can't be inflated. So what you can do is actually create something and be like, I'm going to give this to my children. I don't care how much it goes up in my lifetime. I'm going to create something where I've put my value into so that my children can have it. And before we let you get out of here today, it's something that you've talked about already, but we do have listeners and viewers who come in and out. The main difference between Bitcoin and other crypto, once again, so people get the idea, because if you're investing in the crypto, that's not the same, the crypto like Ripple, XRP, it's not the same as Bitcoin. Bitcoin, the beauty of it is that it is trustless. There is nobody in control of it. There is code that anyone can go look at and that it can't be changed when a small group of people comes together and says, hey, we didn't like how that transaction went or we didn't like that. Whereas all these other ones, somebody is controlling the levers on them. That's right. And that's how people end up losing money like I did, because it, it's more of a some some cryptos are a pyramid scheme. Most cryptos it, most are. <laughs> and, and, and I was just explaining to somebody on the comment line but, about Dogecoin was a pyramid scheme. But 
but Bitcoin is not that. And this is something that I found out too that Robert just brought up XRP, which can be called Ripple, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's backed by metal. So that gives it a little bit more credence, doesn't it? Well, so, you know, when Ripple first came on the scene, I, I don't know what it is now, but I remember back in the day when it first came on, they were describing it as like a postage stamp. And they were like, so I don't know what it's done over time. There are some that are, they say, are, are like stable coins where they're backed by something and now you're just using a digital version. All of those things, every time I've looked into them, at the end of the chain, there's somebody that says, yes, but there's a committee or a CEO or somebody that that pushes the button. That's right. So you got to, if you're going to go that route, you better know the committee or have connections with the committee. That's for sure. <laughs> we could talk to you for hours. Vance Crow, that was the fastest 45 minutes. I think Man, me ever, too. Yeah. That we've ever had on here. That's what we did last time. We kept you for like an hour and a half. And <laughs> you, Oh, but that's right. He's got other jobs he's got to go to. Uh, we'll continue to get you back on. Um, we made it through 45 minutes without Tabitha insulting you, which was fantastic. I could talk about, I didn't insult him the last time. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the last time. It was fun. We had a good time. I could talk about crypto literally all day i love crypto talk uh, and, and no course, one talks about it we still have to get you back on so we can talk food again because we never got into all the specific topics of food and and we're pesticides. going to do that again as a matter of fact i'm going to be talking about splenda here shortly oh i will definitely be listening yeah i don't, I don't these kinds of things artificial sweeteners they they're very super bad. curious to me right very just, bad yeah Not all of them well, just on my podcast this week, I had a guy on that is making a Roomba for chicken eggs. And what he does is he <laughs> builds this what? like chicken coop. Yeah. That's this, a good idea. This that chicken is. coop and it like moves around your backyard and the, and like you put feed in it and water in it and it like automatically does it. It's solar powered. It charges these batteries and then they move around. Wow. And so awesome. you can use it to fertilize your yard. This is fantastic. And remind does everybody. Does clean the chicken poop? That I think is just getting left behind. Well, yeah, chicken coop. well, right now okay. people build those and you have to physically push them around the yard. So this is a really good idea because I was thinking, how am I going to do that? <laughs> I'm and this will do it like a Roomba. Chicken, yeah, so. yeah, she just got, got a new it. property and she has <laughs> some it. land. And hey, once again, before we let you go, how can people view your podcast, connect with you, anything if they have questions? You name it. Yeah, so it's the Vance Crow podcast, and uh, I, you and I will be on here maybe at the end of the month. Just so let me you're know. Gonna, you're going to come on, and um, it's just a it's a totally different thing than what this is. You guys are talking about what's going on in the news of the day, and mine is I'm going to find interesting people and hear what do they know about that I would be curious about. So if people want to know more about that, it's uh, the Vance Crow podcast. And if people are interested in having their loved ones recorded so that you can pass those stories on so that, you know, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren know their family history, then uh, go to LegacyInterviews.com. What a great idea. Vance Crow, everybody. Thanks again for your time, my friend. We appreciate it. it. This is great. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Eric Johnson, Lizzie Sparks, Tabitha Hassel. I'm Vic Faust, Projo running the boards. We'll be right back. We have so many subjects to get into. Uh, Is it real or not real? Were the Canadian fires started on purpose that have caused so many problems in the United States? Just wait until you see some weather maps mm-hmm. of the, quote, fires beginning. Vance is even shaking his head. Yes. Wait until you see some video that was released recently that it really wasn't all that covered about when it shows what St. Louis City Police deal with when they're facing the other side of basically an Uzi and they're faced with situations to deal with. President Trump. The former president going to be indicted next week. We'll get into that. Corey Bush says, if you're anti-woke, if you say you're anti-woke, you're anti-black. You can't make this stuff up. We'll get into it all coming up. We'll take a quick break. And of course, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to Pat Robertson 
uh, dies at the age of 93. We'll break down, talk a little bit about his career. Um, certainly uh, a broadcasting legend, whether you agree or disagree with where he came from a faith standpoint. Uh, back with more canceltheshow.com right after this. Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles. Real furniture that's built to last, like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during our solid wood sale. Plus, get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House, because you like nice things. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. Jonathan, what does make Rockwood so special? Rockwood, we carbonize it higher than anybody else does. So we're cooking out everything that produces ash, smoke, anything like that. Uh, it gives you a lot more control over the temperature, a lot more control over the fire, and it's a 100% Missouri product. All right, where can people get it? It's at 100 plus locations around St. Louis, any Deerberg, Straub's, uh, meat markets, wine and cheese stores, hardware stores, you name it, we're around St. Louis. Just check the website. And good charcoal should be able to break apart your hands. like Absolutely, yeah. Right? If, if you can't break it apart by hand, it's not charcoal yet. It's still wood. They didn't do the job. So make sure it can break apart by hand. All right, get your rockwood charcoal. Marco, wait. What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh yeah, and service. He Attention, anyone who served, lived, or worked at Marine Corps Base Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987. Camp Lejeune's drinking water was dangerously toxic, and base personnel and their families have since suffered cancer and other illnesses. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and were diagnosed with cancer, you may be eligible for significant compensation. Call the Driscoll firm now. Consultations are free, and you won't pay a fee unless we get you the money you deserve. 1-800-805-4800.
Hey guys, welcome back into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust, Tabitha Hassel's here, Eric Johnson, Lizzie Sparks, and ProJo. It's CancelTheShow.com, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central Time. And of course, all the time on our website, CancelTheShow.com. We try to bring you news headlines and break down stories. We also try to bring you original content. And of course, educate ourselves, which is what Vance Crow was trying to do when he came in today. Enjoyed talking to Vance. Did you learn anything at the end of that, Eric, by the way? You came into studio, you were listening to a little bit of Vance. Yeah, man, it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's it it's like I always think of Michael Jordan, and uh, if you can't explain it to yourself between here and the door, and that's what crypto <laughs> is to me, if you can't get involved in, if you're like, oh my God, I guess I have to get into this, and you just, you're trying to push a square peg through a round hole, but I'm sure a lot of people are going to make a trillion dollars off of it. Yeah, maybe. Tabitha is, she's going to support us all, we can't wait for that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can many- remember my passwords. <laughs> <laughs> wait, so if we... You literally have to, re- you can't redo a password. Well, there's different things you can do. You, When you forget, there's a, it, when you open a crypto account, you get a key. It's a long series of numbers, letters. You'd never remember it. You could, you should write it down somewhere and keep it somewhere personal. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the wallets allow you also to, in a lot, a lot of the apps, also allow you a password. But they have the, you know, authentic- authentication things. And sometimes if you forget your password and your authenticator is not working, yes. you only have so many tries before you're locked out forever. Ever. And so Ever. you try a couple ass. times and then you just have to stop and Ever. think about it because yeah, if you I'm try out. one more Me time, too. you will never be able to access your crypto. And I'm one of those people, I write things down, I take screenshots and then I don't even know what I do. I have four things. email accounts like I can't too. even get into anymore. Oh, right, shit. I would lose all my money because I'm always like losing my passcodes and have to restart. <laughs> yeah. Me too, and I, I should know better. Uh, guys, what one big story that's happening across the world, and at least it's become a world story because it's become a North American story, and that is the wildfires from Canada that started affecting all sorts of events there, events in New York. When you're starting to cough and have cloud and dust and all kinds of crap in the air in America because of something happened in Canada, it's a big deal. Okay, but why did these fires start? How did they start? And of course, with everything these days, it seems there's some sort of conspiracy theory that's going on. Okay, with that being said, we're going to show you this video. Projo's going to pop this up. When you look at weather maps and you see what happens, and we'll continue. Here, we'll just let you play it, and we'll do the sound the first time, and then we'll continue to play it. Because, no, and Drew says those fires are a yearly occurrence. Well, if they're a yearly occurrence... Explain. No, no, they're not. And this is making its way around, and it's been proved to be true. This is not a fake weather map. This was legit from Canada. Just watch. All of Southeast Quebec just caught on fire, guys. All of it. Insane. Insane. Look at that. The whole thing. All at once. Today, and this is on top of Nova Scotia, New Jersey, and the entire western side of Canada burning. Okay, if that doesn't blow your mind, I don't know what does. Yeah. For example, what's happening in Canada, and it's not being talked oh, about in the news or situations anywhere. However, it is becoming viral, not only this map, but other maps as well. Something's going on. You need to ask questions in this day and age, and that's what Cancel This is all about. That is complete crap for this stuff to happen 
oh, gee, all of a sudden, all of Canada is going to be on fire. And look what it's doing to us here in the United States. Here in Missouri, we haven't really experienced it. If you drive down near Effingham, Illinois, where I was the on Monday, mm-hmm. it is so thick. It's so thick. You have a hard time breathing. Uh, it looks like it's foggy and cloudy. It's very dark and smoky. And if you go down into New York, look what's happening in New York. They have almost zero visibility in some areas. It is heavily affected. So there's the two country. things. There's conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Which okay, is there's two conspiracy theories. I'm bringing theories. conspiracy theory to the table with the video. Yeah. I, it's, it looks like it. But it's not conspiracy. There's two you conspiracies. There's this the, is not a natural formation of, of fires. Thank you, Tabitha. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. And when I was watching Fox yesterday about I hear it, Eric's, it so was this, ridiculous because it was just put a mask on, put a mask in, stay inside. So Fox was showing it as well. Fox was showing it as well yesterday. Yes, all afternoon. Hmm. And it, but it, they were not talking about where they started, why they started. They were just telling you what you should be doing about. Leave your kids inside. Put I mean, a look mask at the, on. Something's Same thing going they on. They did with the sea. It's all about control. So this is kind of like flying the planes into the uh, into the World Trade Center, correct? <laughs> oh, right. uh, yeah. It's like, in, yeah. It, in theory, it's supposed to be a natural occurrence. You just have these wildfires. But in in reality, it's these, they're man-made started. For what reason, right? And then MSNBC doesn't talk about the masking or the or this. They talk about, well, it's climate change. Of what about... But so what, you can never get to the damn truth. No, and, and what about the health effects it's having on us Boom. in America? America. Because I, I kid you not, you know, you can look at a map of where the smoke is most heavily affecting the United States mm-hmm. and closest to us is central Illinois. I saw it with my own eyes. I had a yeah. hard time breathing. It does look like the end of a rock concert. It's like all the foggers going off at the same time. And it's a Something's weird going on. And it it's is. a weird looking smoke. If you look in, in New York, that, specifically, and I think it's Rockaway Beach, it's orange. It's like the entire hue of the entire town is orange. And it's like, what in the world is this? No, this is interesting. What is going on? It's going off at the same time. And how far apart are these fires? Do you know? Well, miles. They're miles apart. That's one section. That was southern Quebec. But all of southern Quebec just all of a sudden starts on fire at the same time for no reason. Why? Something's not And in one of the areas, three suspects were already seen. They put a... There is a search for three suspects that were seen leaving like running out of this woods area mm. where like several all fires all started at the same time. At the same time. Which is bizarre as hell. It is bizarre. Tamitha, it is bizarre. go. Why is this happening? Well, it, when you look at it, okay, look at the pattern here. There is actually a pattern here. You know, when you see somebody get a hair transplant and they have little dot, 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 dot. You know, it, it, look at this fire. That's exactly what it is. It's little dots. This is not how... A fire starts. This wasn't caused by lightning, where you might see one lightning strike or two lightning strikes. Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't. It, there's nothing there. I mean, these these fires is since we're looking at this map from so afar. Of course, these are miles apart, but something is causing this, and that, this looks man-made to me. It looks like a pattern. No, it, it really does. I mean, this could kill people because That's the of other the, the unhealthy. The unhealthy air in in Pennsylvania, New York, Washington, D.C. Illinois. Illinois, asthma attacks, heart palpitations. I mean, they really could kill people. It actually could. I was, the area I was in wasn't even that smoky. Smoky enough where it was like a a haze and it kind of looked like fog. And I had to use my inhaler later in the night because I could not breathe. Ontario, I refuse. Well, and what is it about New York that I believe that 
they, whoever they are, are purposely doing that, like 9-11, like COVID, killing all the old people, now all the smoke, and the smoke on the TV was so orange, and people couldn't breathe, and they were caulking yeah. again. Why are they always Kathy, wanting to go after New York? Kathy had a great point. She's like, where are all the politicians? Where's Greta? Where's AOC? Nothing. Awfully quiet with Nothing. everything that's going on. Now, the other aspect of this if it is intentionally set and it's not one of these natural fires, um, you can take a look at this. Now, we'll play the video and you can just look at the, the residue. Is this ash? Is it not? And so forth. In Ottawa, Ontario, I refuse to believe this is ash residue from the wildfires. Something else is going on. Friday yet? It's Friday Eve. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting close. No, that's ash. I used to live in Anchorage, Alaska, and there was this thing called Mount Everest that blew up, and it was all over everything. It was in your car. It was on your dashboard. It was everywhere. I did see this though. Aaron Bland said that Chuck Schumer was all crying climate change yesterday. Oh, they all are. And I, I this did. smoke is different, Eric. From what I've seen, that smoke is different than normal burning natural firewood smoke it's very different and and even the ash i don't i've never been through this i've never seen the ash myself but if you look at reports and just look up the word ash on your whatever you use search engine and you will see that there's been different types of ash or different types of material falling all across the united states long before these fires started. As a matter of fact, it happened right here in St. Louis. There was a lot of people who had reported that they woke up in the morning and there was some type of powdery substance all over their vehicles, all across the entire St. Louis area. It's like, what is it? So did they start the fires to cover up what really is falling? I mean- What is falling? What is it? What, what? is all of this ashy substance that's falling? And it's not, it's all happening all over the country. What is it? This is why people like to just. And this was before. This the is why fire. people. It's such a. It's such a. This gift. is kind of like your Bitcoin conversation. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you all. have to. You know what? You have to go online. Let your little fingers do the walking, and do a search and look up ash or look up some type of topic where you can see that people ha are discovering an ashy substance on their car long before these fires start. Well, we're just bringing up what information that. All of a sudden, the videos are getting millions of views. These are weather videos. Um, hey, none of us are firefighters. None of us are meteorologists. Absolutely. But you can look at a freaking weather map and see yeah. that's not normal. It's not right. We do have a brain. God gave us a brain. Use it. We do have an experience. Use your experiences. You do have a intuition. Use your intuition, and then you start studying and looking at everything going on. This whole thing has been bizarre from the start. So and how did I don't this understand? Is one of those California wildfires from which were crazy that. too? Because remember those wildfires in California? That was not a normal fire. You can ask I don't know how many different fire experts who say that's not normal. You'll have a vehicle where the tires are completely melted. And then you'll have green trees all the way around it that weren't even touched by fire. That was a very strange circumstance. It really is. All of it is it's a very a fire. It's very strange. Okay. It's a fire. I, I know you always want to go. Well, I, it, to me, it's like you have to have a detonator and a charge in, in a central yeah, location. Yeah, set. They're set. In a central location to blow up. So how do you explain up. that weather video, Eric? I'm just curious. I, I would think that with I that. I mean, how are you making yourself feel better? With a it? mechanism like that. 
help me if I'm wrong, you would have to have a pretty big piece of hardware somewhere to, to light up all those fires at the same time. It's not a bunch of kids in the in the woods with a gas can. It's called HARP. The HARP project? You ever? I know what that is. That's the uh, project coming out of Anchorage. That, that Basically, it's like waves, sign waves. Yeah, there's several of these little stations all over the United States and other countries as well. And they say that it vibrates the atmosphere to cause uh, weather change. Just saying. We went to heart. Should that be our, should that be we our conspiracy harp. theory Friday to heart? <laughs> can't take wow. it. Yeah. Everybody yeah. study yeah. harp today. Yeah. We're doing harp tomorrow. It no. It's a perfect time to start talking about it again. So you, I with you, Jeff. Where's Art Bell when you need him? All now, I know, I need Art now. Is when you have hundreds of fires starting and it's, it's seen yeah. on video all at the exact same time. It's coordinated in some. There's way, no way in somehow. hell that's natural. No, no, there just is. Wait a minute, I'm sorry, you're Mount Saint Helen. It's right? not a natural I, 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 formation. Yeah, it was. That's way too high for it to be a volcano. Oh my god, it sorry is definitely that. not a volcano. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> not unless a volcano yeah. covers the entire area. Yeah, we'll continue to and follow the, that. That's for sure. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Aaron says Eric's 80s nostalgia brain can't. Comprehend the amount of evil that's present. You're right. In modern He's right. days, He's right. You're right. God yes. love you, but open your ears and your eyes. I mean, my, in my day, it was aha, take on me and little skid row. <laughs> right. And, oh, for sure. And it was for nice, sure. and you took your girlfriend to the lake, and you had a kegger, and it was a good time. <laughs> now it's hard. What's going on? Fires. Right. My it, 80s it is so brain. true. It, you do have an '80s brain. I mean, the worst thing you could could happen to you in the '80s is you got caught with without your fake ID getting into stages. Cool. Correct, correct. Damn. You know, I had my first ID taken away at a place in Edwards, Illinois called Granny's Rocker. Oh, God. Granny's yeah. Rocker. There you go. Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad somebody knows what the hell I'm talking about. Was it, was it, for, oh. what, was it for what t-shirt Wednesday night? I don't remember. I, I just... saw Cheap Trick there way back in the day. <laughs> I forgot all about Granny's Rocker. We just had it better. We did have it better. We had a great time. The 80s were great. It was better. It was it was better. Now we're dealing with stuff like this in St. Louis City, St. Louis County. People may have seen this, but this is St. Louis City police video. It has absolutely gone viral. I just saw it yesterday for the first time. If everybody else has seen it, all right, that's good for you. I haven't. And if you have, you can let us know. But it just goes to show what police deal with on a daily basis. And we are a first responder show. We are military uh, number one. We do what we can. We try to promote what our men and women and our first responders are doing and deal with. And we hear about this all the time from community groups. Oh, this suspect didn't do anything. The police were so brutal to him or her and they were unfair and we need to defund police. This video shows, this was from back in February, what St. Louis City Police did. You're going to see a suspect running and he's shooting a gun at police. We're going to give you a disclaimer that at the end of the video, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch a man being hit by a police corps or run over because they were protecting their lives. But you have police groups, or excuse me, you have community groups who defend this kind of thuggery, which shows what they're about. Drew, go. And, and police deal with this crap every single day. And this is why I love video right here, because you can see what the suspect was doing. That's a suspect in the car. Police will show up. You'll see several different angles. I think they lost a tire. Suspect. Is that the suspect right yeah, there? suspects. He's turning and shooting right there. Boom, shooting. And he and groups that backed him said that he was never shooting at police. 
That police were just mean. He doesn't have to shoot. So here's here's the disclaimer coming up. Look at him turn around. That's a big old look at the magazine on that damn thing. Shooting at police. And pull your pants up. And then the end of this video is where we did just give the disclaimer. So police obviously fearing for their lives, trying to take this guy who's shooting at them. And then they here it comes. They will hit him with the car and then run over him. And for our that's pod- a public threat, right? and for our podcast yeah. listeners who can't see the video, um, you see a suspect shooting at police with a massive magazine on it. Police running him down, hitting him with the bumper of the car, and then running over him to subdue the suspect to make sure that the threat was well. The threat over. wasn't just for the cops. He's randomly shooting in public around Correct. his subdivision and and stores and when this is how that this, video is getting national play as uh, how to do I it think right. It was on, I think it was on Newsmax yesterday too. It was it's all over the country. Are right the now. police in the right? In my opinion, they have to stop the threat. At any cost. And Correct. if you cannot stop the threat no. by stopping and using your ve- your gun, then you're going to have to use your vehicle. Man, back in the you day, what's at your disposal. back in the day, I, you were taught. And don't be sorry that he got exactly what he no, deserved of course because not. he did. Well you're, you're, done. Seeing the, you're seeing the gory part of it. But back in the day, I remember if you even if you even presented a weapon around a cop that was pointing and saying, drop the weapon. And if it got to a certain height, I believe you're gone. Because it has been a hundred years of them teaching you, you don't shoot to maim, you shoot to kill. Once the first round comes out, that guy better not get back up. Yeah, and the community groups and his family tried to say, and I saw Troy Taylor, he did. His mom came out, he said, quote, his mama said he was a good boy, and his mom did, and said there was no way. And you hear this every single time. Every mom, every brother, every cuz says, oh, he was a good person, this is a good person. And this isn't a white or black thing, this is a... Uh, suspect thing. This is a criminal thing. And nobody ever says, yeah, that guy was terrible. He was horrible. Yeah. He got what he deserved. I don't understand why, if you're a criminal and you know you're probably going to get a shootout with police or maybe other gang members, why don't you pull your pants up? Because you know what? Right? It's not conducive <laughs> at all to <laughs> run with your Tabitha, pants hanging down. Tabitha, I was kidding. That's a fashion but, statement. But, it, that's but not, it's true. That's not a tactical it's thing. It's true. Do you know how many videos I've watched of police, oh. police chasing after suspects and they have their pants down around their waist okay. and all of a sudden they're around As their Facebook knees and they get them all tangled up? Remember, pull your darn pants, pants up ground. if you want to you know shoot at police. Remember when somebody was called a gentle <laughs> you giant? You know that song, Eric? <laughs> that song i was about ready to sing oh, which song my god that's funny pants your on the ground, ground pants on your ground pants yeah. on the ground mm-hmm. no. yeah <laughs> no so there's so here's the deal how is it cool to have your pants down around your butt here's the deal. i don't never well, so this, was, this, a, so was this a stolen car i don't remember it doesn't look okay. like it all right so the pursuit started with something right and i've been a big advocate of like if you see a light, if you see a please come over here, you capitulate to the cops. That's your job as the social contract goes. You hire these people. If these people tell you to stop, they're in charge of the situation. You will not die, right? So at some point, that 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 line of communication broke down to the point where a car almost flew into a house. He got out. He turned around and shot a weapon in public discriminately not caring what, who he's shooting at or yeah. what direction the bullets can the, go in and the so here's the problem 100 percent of the time if you get this stuff on camera the optics look bad think about that for a second 100 percent of the time if the perp is taken out 
in the way that they should be taken out, and this looks like it was a reasonable way to stop the threat, it always is going to look bad to where one active activist group is well, going to be able to take it. Well, his parents or his family will probably get millions of dollars out of this because I don't think what so. ends up happening... We're even, over that. No, we're not. We're even, over that. No, the we're civil, not. The civil no, we're cases not. are very, very bizarre, Eric, what and they, happens and, in some and, of those. Exactly. I don't know. I don't see it working that way, Tabitha, but it's possible. It happens all the time. And they will find out that the officer... Like the, I'm choking to death. The officer will often be justified, but the family files a civil suit. They end up settling out of court for millions of dollars, and we usually just don't hear about it. That's right, but but the civil suit comes when there is um, when it's ambiguous. This is not an ambiguous time. Can we see it one more time? We'll show the video one more time. And it's interesting, Eric, as we load that video, I did some research for you. And the myth, or what is thought about low pants, was that it originated in prison because prisoners didn't have belts, so they had a sagging pant issue. So when they got on the outside, they would just continue to wear them down. And now it's a fad. That's the nice version. The other version was, allegedly... That in okay. prison, if you wore your pants low, that meant you were um, sexually available. Yum. Here's another, <laughs> here, here's another thing. Here's another thing. So what you're seeing, in my opinion, is this is now, back from is February. this in St. Louis? Yeah, St. Louis. Okay. So this is a this is a product of listen to this of of criminals thinking if you run they won't chase well it looks like they're chasing this time if you get away they won't pursue you kim gardner that's a kim gardner that goes directly to kim gardner right so in the back of this guy's mind all i have to do is get away if i shoot a cop and i get away i'm scot-free because of the the way the the environment that's in st louis so you got to put some of the blame of this I think on the prosecution in the in the the landscape of Black Lives Matter and the landscape of the criminals, the victim. That's got to change for this to stop. I think it was St. Louis County Police. It was on the edge of St. Louis County. I think that's where it was. Yeah, St. Louis County yeah, has always been a little bit yeah, better than Jennings St. Louis Station Road. N- not a, not a great place. That's this stuff. Sure. It's never going to end. You know what we don't hear about is. Every day, there are people out shooting at our St. Louis City police officers. Bingo. That was the reason Every for the, the bringing it up. Every single day. Wow. It, you know what? Thank at. you, Vic. Thank you, Pro Joe, for showing that to us. I think that this is something we have to show maybe twice a week. And not just us, but other outlets. Because you don't know. You only know what you hear. The, the, whole, uh, the whole Ferguson problem, the whole Michael Brown thing. If we would have seen video like this of what happened... We wouldn't even be in this situation right now. That's why we need more cameras to protect police and to keep police from these ridiculous lawsuits. And I'll tell you what. Maybe the greatest thing that ever came from Ferguson, Missouri is body cameras. And maybe so. Or or other types of cameras. But what we really have to stop is we have to stop and we have to put an end to these civil suits that police departments are paying out millions of dollars. Because you know why? They're paying out millions of dollars to people like this and their families. And then they can't even pay their own police officers. They can't even give their police officers a raise. This stuff has to stop. Well, politics got into the whole situation when it came to, quote, crime and fighting crime. And then you had this situation happen and the Kim Gardner situation. And it got so bad and so many people were hurt and still being hurt that the state had to come in and take over. And that's what Andrew Bailey did in stopping that. And by the way, we'll have Andrew Bailey on next week. He is the Missouri Attorney General. It just goes to show you can do something about it. If somebody is so damn bad, you just have to be willing to roll up your sleeves and go get something done. But the problem with politics comes just as we saw yesterday when you have 
politicians who try to make things race issues. For example, Cori Bush. Now we know what Cori Bush is about. We know that it's not surprising to hear anything that she says. But when she goes after now, there's almost like these talking points. And she says, if anybody ever tries to say, quote, I'm anti-woke, what they're telling you is that they're anti-black. Leave us alone. <laughs> what? It, it's all about your racism. Come on, That's Corey. Yeah, she is That's such really a racist. Wow. And if anybody really supports is. that, it shows you what's inside of them as well. It's and you like, know what sucks? And she has become a national figure for people who believe in this kind of stuff. What sucks about Corey most, more than anything That's not is there true. are some legitimate needs for the St. Louis area, what she represents. And she is not going to bring anything home to St. Louis. She's not. No. She's basically, ju- they're using her. Well, rapper T. Dubbo told they us that on the her. show. He's like, uh-uh, at first we were all excited about it, but no Kim Gardner. No, we're not excited about Jones, and no, we're not excited about Bush. Yeah. Tashara's still, the, the, the jury's still out with Tashara. <laughs> I could, I could, I'm keeping an eye oh, on Race it. hustler. I've never heard that one before. Who said that? Kevin. Uh, Kevin called. Called uh, her. Called Corey called, a yes, race hustler. She's, she's, she in the, she's in the vein of, uh, of um, Nate, Nate, give me a, give me a few race hustlers out there. I guess Reverend, uh, what's that Al guy? Sharpen. Al Sharpton. Al sure. them. Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Jesse was a little bit more <laughs> even keeled than, no, than no, those he's not. guys. He just, no, he's not. he just talked better, but he was just as bad. Yeah, but but yeah, she is definitely in that thing, and and you can't lose that battle when your constituents agree with you. They don't understand that that she is in in Congress to help out her constituents and bring things back to St. Louis, like money for our cops, and she doesn't care about that stuff. So St. Louis is in a little bit of a quagmire right now, I'd say. A well, little, <laughs> big time. Yeah, sure. but then in the in the St. Louis area, you also have the St. Louis County prosecutor who won the position because of the Michael Brown situation because he said he would reopen the case, and yeah. then all of a sudden, oh, everybody in St. Louis County and all the African-American vote went to him and away from the previous uh, Bob McCullough who had the position. And then when he reopened the case, (laughs) like I said before, I was in court when he walked out of the county courthouse being cussed at by African-Americans because he said, I, there was nothing. Wasn't the biggest thing. There was, I couldn't find anything against Darren Wilson. Right. So now Wesley Bell gets off. And now <laughs> what Wesley want to do? Run for Prince. Now yeah. Wesley wants to dethrone Holly. Good luck with that. He thinks he's going to go beat um, Holly. And he might the, be better. For the, US, for the U.S. Senate seat. Uh, well, here's here Josh is Hall. Where that Wesley, was very but, nice how you just walked right through what she just said. Okay, okay but I'm going to go back to what she said because Wesley Bell is very affable, very nice looking, comes to everything, a very nice, genuine man. I like I, him as a person. I do too. I don't agree with one bit of his politics. Where Holly was bought and paid for i'm sorry but he was that's Jeez. how he got there it, that is how he got there i i was, that's how everybody that's gets how everyone there. gets no, there i agree i agree and and i do think that wesley bell is paid for with soros money i i do but what? You're, I, yeah i do breaking news but i think that the two of those running head to head Wesley Bell has a chance against Holly. I think you guys don't think he does, but no, he does I don't think he does because people don't like I think Holly. He does. He's going to face. Does here's you, what's going to yeah. happen. Here's what's going to happen because his Democratic competitor, um, who's John Ham supporting again, Lan- or, uh, Kuntz. Kuntz. That is going to be a knockdown, drag out primary to take over this United States Senate position, and this is important for everybody across the country because, as we see. 
Josh Hawley has become the number one senator when it comes to questioning. There's nobody better at questioning. I don't understand what you're talking about. First of all, Hawley doesn't understand that he has Soros money. Number two, Josh Hawley has name recognition out the ass right now. Koontz Koontz and Bell will battle each. It's going to cost millions of dollars to win that primary. I know. And then they are going to, it's just like Trump and DeSantis going at each other on a smaller scale. It's going to happen. At the end of that, how much money is really going to be there? They're going to have to go get money from everywhere else in Washington. Right, right. It's going to be a bloodbath while Holly doesn't have to go through that. No. And well, that's then, good, then I do believe Wesley Bell will win that. I do. I Yeah, but I the voting do. the voting demographic And then it will of- be Wesley Bell going after Josh Hawley. Well, Hawley made a big misstep recently because whenever we, we had all of these members of Congress signing off on a letter uh, to, in McCar- to McCarthy saying, mm-hmm. hey, we are, we are not going to negotiate. We are not going to give in to the debt ceiling. We're not going to give Biden more money to spend. Hawley didn't sign it. Right. No, he didn't. He didn't sign it. He, he was said all he was for, going to. He was all for agreeing to raising the debt ceiling with no stipulations. Mm-hmm. Tabitha, Let's that's not give get, our money away. Tabitha, that's a whole other issue. That's not going to make Republicans vote for Wesley Bell. I, and I understand. That. I, and that's, I'm not saying they're going to. I still hope Hawley wins me despite too. that. Me but too. at the same time, it, he he. I would bet you anything. We could get Bell in this studio on this show yeah. long before we could Hawley because we've been doing this a long time. And how many times has Hawley been on the show? Yeah, but, Zero. But, but, yeah, I, reached, I reached out Zero. yesterday. Well, but Wesley told me a month ago before he even announced this campaign that he would join the show. And that's yeah. because I see him out and I've known him. I've only interviewed Josh four or five times, but I've never known him personally. And he does not do radio interviews for the most part. It is weird. Not. It's so strange. And I think we all agree that Wesley Bell is a, is a cool dude. He is. He is. Here's, and and that, that maybe even George Soros funded Holly. We can even agree to that, even though I don't know what you're talking about. But you can't agree to this. When it comes to important votes and you need 51 versus 49, Josh is always going to pu- push the correct button. Wesley will not do that for you. He's not your... That's the beauty of the Senate. You have one or two votes here and there. You need... With a capital N, Josh Holly, Because no one's going to no, primary I, him. I agree with that. No one's going to primary him. Yeah. But You're you right. can't. They're but not. Tabitha goes, yeah, he might be a better senator than Josh Holly. I'm like, my God, that's like a that's like a shot to the heart right there. <laughs> I, I met I just, Wesley I would, Bell before, and he I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I was at an event with iHeart, and he walked up, and he was saying a lot of things to me that sounded very conservative. Yeah, and very like him. By the end of the conversation, I asked him his name, and I'm like, "Oh, you're the Wesley Bell." Yeah, he knows how to play both sides very. And that very might be a well. good politician, but not for the Senate. Well, I you, hope not. That might be a good politician for the House of Representatives or for the, a state position or something mm-hmm. like that. But, but it, that, no way, shape or form, some guy that can push the button on tax code, someone can push the button on, on uh, you know, policies that need to be conservative. Is he right for that position? I'm sorry. Well, we're going to continue to follow it. It's going to be a knockdown, drag out deal. It's going to be a national story. That's for sure. Wesley Bell, who rose to fame out of the Michael, um, let's see here. Yeah, he rose to fame out of that whole situation with um, the Ferguson, everything that happened with Ferguson um, situation. We'll see. He's going to be battling. I think, well, he's got to get through Coons first, but I, I think he will. And then we'll see where it goes with Josh Hawley. Other issues that started to come out yesterday from a national standpoint. Um, Christopher Rain, the FBI, signing off on the House Oversight Committee now being allowed to look at the alleged 
criminal document with the Biden family. What this did was he was going to be up with a contempt of Congress hearing today. That's right. Christopher Ray did. So now he has allowed the House Oversight Committee to look at this document. I don't know what to make of this right now. I have no idea what's going to come of it, but I don't know if Republican, I don't see Comer as a guy who's going to be working hand in hand and signing backdoor deals with the FBI. I just don't see that. But that was a massive deal that happened last night at about 1130. So we find out what happens in the document. What does it look like? And why did the FBI not want to show it, but then all of a sudden will? Well, I know the answer. I know why they're telling you. It's because they want to, if they release this document unredacted, then it puts this person's life in jeopardy. And they, that is a, that's no joke. We have seen since Vince Foster, or, or even Kennedy for that matter, that if the government thinks you are in the way, they're going to come after you like a bulldozer. That's the truth. So all of a sudden, what if there's this FBI guy that says, I know where all the bodies are buried, and I'll come and testify for you. Oh, by the way, two days later, he's dead or she's dead. That no. could real it. That could happen, and that's so. What, that's why you're saying the FBI didn't want to show the that's document. That's the reason. That's the reason that, that Ray gave. He's like, look, we can't put our our, our uh, informants in jeopardy like this. Um, and I just they didn't get the answers they well, were looking for. And here's the deal: it's basically a document. It's a piece of paper that says we think that there is criminal activity. We we know of a bank account that has five million. dollars It's a witness in account. It. Yeah, yeah, five million dollars <laughs> in it. This is this is bad, and we're looking into it. And that's where it's laid dormant. And so what the Congress is trying to do is to get to the other side of that letter, basically. And guess what? This has a time period of between now and next week. Guess what else national story is going to happen that's starting to gain headlines? Oh, out of nowhere, we've decided we're going to indict Donald Trump on more charges that whole conspiracy that whole debacle let's bring donald trump back into the mix let's have our headlines over here so people go check this out jack smith um supposedly bringing new charges or indictments on donald trump by next week yeah. at the exact same time that this whole biden situation is going on again yep not, that's not the only one, too. You got Fulton County. You have, uh, you, you have the Mar-a-Lago, uh, Miami-Dade, I believe, has another something going on. And then you have the federal one. I mean, you have so much. And this is this is all coordinated. Look. Hell, yes, it's coordinated. It's like, it's like how I'm sure that there was the uh, discussion somewhere that says, how can a president run for president if he has not just one indictment, but three or four? <laughs> And you know, do, it's like none of us care. You know, we, we can't take him out, obviously. So right. we got to do something else. What? Who's who's in charge of DOJ? Hey, come over here. We got to talk to you. So that is a coordinated effort. And I think why Trump is not at twenty percent and Tabitha is like on his side big time is because people feel sorry for him and they do think that he is getting the uh, uh, he's getting abused. And that's that's the only thing I can say. And if and if the you know if if they were really smart, they would leave him alone. They would let I him agree. Hang, they would right. not right. Agree they would anymore. just yes because they, it makes yeah. his base love him yeah. more. Because I haven't heard a thing from Trump lately. I haven't maybe a tweet here and there, but that's about it. But if he would just say, "Hey, that guy's on his own. If you guys want to knock yourself out and just disappear, correct?" Trump would correct. hang himself eventually. I'm telling you right now. I don't he would. think Trump would hang himself. I just think his base wouldn't get as revved up if they would just leave him alone. Yeah, and it's very difficult. Do you trust the whole Democrat? movement when it comes to biden when it comes to president when it comes to all of this situation um i don't know who to give credit to for this but joe will finally play it pop it up pop up the picture we've been talking about having this on 
how much you would trust having a Democratic president or somebody like a Joe Biden. I would trust Pee Wee Herman sitting behind me at the movies while on a date with OJ, (laughs) drinking at Bill Cosby's bar, using Flint, Michigan ice cubes after making a film with Alec Baldwin. (laughs) All while Casey Anthony babysat for me using... Bruce Jenner's breast milk. Oh, my God. That Who came up with that? Before terrible. I would ever trust any Democrat running for president. Uh, Who came good. up with that? What that's is that really from? Good. I found that last week, and I'm like, oh, my God. I was busted out laughing in the car, sitting, waiting for my son to get done with practice, going, you've got to be kidding me. So, yes, uh, save it. Play it, look it up. You can use that as well if you want. Add to it. If you make it even better, let us know because you can add other characters, other life situations. And Man. That is so good. That's so brutal. So funny. <laughs> that is so brutal. The, the Flint, Michigan ice is the best part. <laughs> Flint, Michigan ice cubes. Those, that's the best part. That's disgusting. That that's you have disgusting. to be a little bit older. Speaking of disgusting, is Pee Wee Herman sitting behind you at the movie. <laughs> that's the most disgusting. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. I haven't thought of him in a while. Oh. I tell you what, people like Stephen A. Smith, when Stephen A. Smith comes out and says, <laughs> I am not voting for Biden, and you know he's a liberal. And by the way, Eric, great point. He said it. He yeah. said no, we had- no, he said it loudly like he was yes. talking about sports. It wasn't like, well, you know, I don't know. But well, he eh. said, but not just No, Biden. I'm talking, this was like trying to bring Aaron Rodgers to the Arizona Cardinals. But kind he of left speaking. it open and he said, I'm against anybody in their 80s running for president, which was a dig at Trump. Yeah, as well. it was. It was. It was. But it was basic. And then you got Dorsey out here uh, talking about getting up. Um, I'll tell you what, Kennedy is such a good prospect, but you He's not going to win you because of his voice. Him up. His I, voice. Yeah, but he has intellect. He knows where the problems are. Eric, he he's came, a hardcore Democrat. Uh, mm. Tabitha had to go to take care of an issue, so I'm going to become Tabitha now. Eric, he's a Democrat. No doubt. No doubt. No Don't doubt. Forget if that. you come from Camelot, you're a Democrat. If you come, <laughs> we do have Tabitha here. You come from Camelot, you are a Democrat. No doubt about it. But. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, if you're Joe Biden sitting in your little chair eating your pureed steak every night, aren't you getting a little bit nervous? Uh, you if might. You're, when you're when you're when you come in when the nurse comes in for the sponge bath, are you thinking, man, I need to get out of here? <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> gotta get out of here. Hey, by the way, um, Tucker Carlson's first Twitter episode, the 10 minute episode, if you haven't looked yet, viewed by a hundred four million people. Shut up. 104 million. <laughs> well, he better people. get a lot better on his content because not a Fox, lot of people care that much about and damn Fox, Ukraine. Fox is trying to shoot itself in the foot on purpose. I am convinced that they are doing, just call them as one of Megan Kelly's podcast listeners called them Foxizer because of That's what they're good. doing. Oh my to God. Who said that? Somebody that, that this messaged is, in. This is fantastic. Foxizer. <laughs> <No>. yes, <laughs> they're so smart. They because are. these dumbasses. Sent their attorneys out yesterday. Oh, Tucker, you breached your contract by going on TV. No, he wasn't. He wasn't on TV. He did a 10-minute update and talking news stories like anybody else. And it wasn't sponsored by anybody. It was all just Tucker on his page. No, you can't do that. And by the way, he also said that Fox had breached his contract by releasing negative information about him. True. Which they did, and we've all seen it. Yeah. Fox's oh ratings continue to drop like the rock. They're not going up. They're not going up in any day part on any show. 
And then they come out and they do this. What the truck are they thinking going after a man who just has 104 million views? He's sitting there like, can't wait to see what I'm going to do. I tell you what, who the safest person in this space is, even though they don't get the uh, audience that Fox does is MSNBC. Because they make no bones about it. They have played their cards right. They are a liberal. They want to go beyond liberal. They want to explore liberal, liberal which is like double liberal <laughs> and in the in their their audience isn't going anywhere it's very defined and then you got what's his name getting fired yesterday from uh CNN the yeah. CEO of CNN got fired yesterday yeah he did because he was problem. mixing it up too much well, you they know, didn't what, like it but but so is Fox Fox is kind of on the other side of that they're like no we're fair and balanced we're the guys over here you can trust we're getting rid of Tucker Carlson's and all of a sudden the well, Tucker Carlson base is like screw you we're out of here mm-hmm. now well, see tr- so it's going to be a fight between CNN and Fox to get back that audience. And Troy, I want you to understand my comment. They're still number one in many day parts. What I'm saying is, is the fact that they have lost 40%, 30%, 40% in some cases yeah, you can't. of their freaking audience. So yes, I know Gutfield is still number one where he is, but the problem is the seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, it's all hemorrhaging and it's hemorrhaging bad. And that is is a joke. And yes, Jeannie, I look at the comment. You say a 10-minute segment is not a show. No, it's No, but not. it's an audience. No, but it is a big audience, for sure. <laughs> well, you know, speaking it's of audience, huge. people are going more of the way of streaming. Yeah. Like, look at yes. Matt Walsh's um, What is a Woman? That thing is blowing up all over the place. It was oh censored God. and so censored good. and censored, and then it was free over the weekend, and it's, it is fantastic. Did you guys see the, uh, the man's version of that? Yeah, uh, no. Okay, so you know how that What is a Woman is like this hour and 20 yes. minute video? Yes, yes. The man's version is like they sit a man down, and he goes, he goes, What is a man? He goes, We like to wake up and drink a beer and, you know, have sex. And then and then it stops there and it's an hour and twenty minutes of credits. That is hysterical. That's hysterical. It's like it's this little piece of video. You guys gotta watch it. Because I had to scrub I literally laughed for as long as those credits were going. That is good. It's just like men I saw a meme of all these. See if you can look that up. See if you can look that up. What is a man? Yeah. Like all these memes of men standing around the barbecue grill talking about whatever you're talking about, probably what you were saying. Yeah. And yet, no one ever knew their name. Yeah. And then they leave. That's and good. Nobody knows anybody. <laughs> that is great. That is uh, great. A couple of the other headlines that we were getting to today. Um, once again, when we talk about Budweiser, Foxheiser, um, how about Nike Heiser? Yeah, Nike's right. done some controversial things in oh, the past. Oh, since the 80s. I mean, that, that's who Nike has been. But guess what? They've jumped in on this gender thing as well. It's sad to say, but they've got a new situation coming out in a leaked document that says they're going to have a kid's one-fit apparel line. So they're calling it their pioneering gender-inclusive line. Oh, boy. For kids, it's not just Made about transgender. Kids. It is all uh, for kids. And they have a they have a picture of the uh, slave labor that made yes, it for them. Yes, they make in the pocket. It's also going things with slave labor, and it's, it's also bad. going to include pride themed fitness activities. It's going to they're going to speak to a doctor who's performing gender surgeries on adolescents and a family friendly drag story time. This is what Nike's doing. You took your dollars, you took them from Budweiser or from Bud Light, you did it from Target, you did it from Kohl's, and this is another update. We're getting this stuff on a daily basis Yes, um, of what they're trying to do now. They said it's supposed to be all part of a June 13th event coming up. Oh, jeez. Um, where they're doing their, it's all for Pride Month, 
but they're bringing in the whole transgender situation for kids with their new design as well. So pay attention for that mm. as we always wanted to do as we do some odds and ends. One other thing I wanted to remind everybody of, just remember when you see something online, prove it. Just try to go and do try to find whatever you possibly can to make sure that things are as they seem or are as they're being reported because I got all excited yesterday mm-hmm. when I saw a report and it was intentionally done to go after conservatives. Be smart. I've learned my lesson the hard way over the years, but there was a report. The view is canceled. They don't want to go up against Roseanne Barr coming up in the fall. Ooh. It was part and it was legit. I mean, it was a legit right. So I took about 20 minutes and found out that it was all a fake. It was a scam to try to get conservatives all excited to rip them, kind of like the January 6th deal. It's a trap. Bring you in, have you say all these things, and then say, gotcha. The view is, if you've seen that the view is canceled, the view is not canceled, unfortunately. I don't want the view to be canceled. Even though Whoopi Goldberg, I think two years running, has been voted the most unpopular person on television. I don't want the view canceled. I, want, I, don't want Drew, I don't want Drew Collins canceled. I like listening to their stupidity. I found Eric's video. Okay, God, okay, watch this. Okay, watch here, we, okay, and here we go. Eric, Eric, what is a man? Eric, do you need to set it up anymore? No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. What is a man? In today's changing social landscape of gender identity and expression, traditional roles of masculinity and femininity are seeming to blend together into a wide and diverse spectrum. This raises a peculiar question. A question we hope to answer by the end of this documentary. So join us on our journey to answer the question, what is a man? So what is a man? Uh, what is a man? Well, uh, a man, uh, it's got the XY chromosome. Uh, he's got, he's got uh, testicles and um, a, a penis. All right, I think we got it, it's a wrap. Packing's up. <laughs> <laughs> now he, he goes into literally an hour and a half of, of credits. That is awesome. I have not seen that. that. That's great. Is that so stupid? I love that. I wish I would have come up with but that. But it's, it's really the same thing. You could say that, what is a woman? Well, she's yeah. got an ovary and some boobs. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's biological. It is what it is. It There's, is what it is. You know what? Anything else is... Not that. How long is that? The credits. It's a total hour and thirty nine. Hour thirty nine minutes. That is hysterical. Just credits. No, and and there's a bunch of female names on there too. I love it. (laughs) As I as I check out the names, because I was like, because I watched the "What Is a Woman" thing, (laughs) and I was like, this is brilliant. This is amazing. Okay, let's see what they say about what is a man. And I thought it was going to be the same kind of a deal. Yeah, you know. That's great. I thought it was gonna be like, yeah, we, you know, we participate in football. And we don't want to, we don't want to hurt any women. And then this is right. a very serious thing. Yeah, yeah. But that just shows you how common sense has been thrown completely out of the window yeah. in today's culture. Mm-hmm. That what is a man? It's very simple. It's yeah. exactly how he explained. Yeah. What is a woman? That's very, very simple. I, I do agree that we're more complex. That our brains are more like spaghetti. Well, let's not go crazy. More like a box. <laughs> However, it is what it is. I mean, it's not hard, people. 
yeah. and they want to make it hard. I think and women. I think since the Virginia Slim thing, uh, you know, you've come Virginia a long Slim. way, baby, kind of stuff. From yes. the, the uh, you know the suffragette stuff, the woman's brain has been evolving to think because they had a lot of space to cover and to be equal with men, and I totally get that, and it's cool, True. And, and I like it, but. I think they overthought it at some point because at some point they blew right past nature, which means a woman's main historical job in the family has been to be a nurturer and the man was the gatherer and boom, you can stop everything right there and then figure out your place inside of those two things. If you don't want to upset nature, then it went, then it went too far and then it got funded by George Soros and now we're in this place of ridiculousness. Well, here's the other <laughs> Drew sure. says he doesn't even try to understand women anymore. Good, don't. There you go. We don't uh, always understand ourselves, so there uh, you go. And in the midst of all of that, what is a woman? Uh, Missouri Governor Mike Parson yesterday joining the group uh, to protect the integrity of female sports and Missouri children mm-hmm. from potentially harmful experimental surgeries and treatment. He signed what was called Senate Bill 39 and Senate Bill 49 into law yesterday to protect women's sports in the state of Missouri and yeah. no surgeries uh, on kids. Yeah. It Under- seems like we're getting enough players to have transgendered sports now. N- not even close. Not even close. No, I've been asking around. No. There's not, unfortunately. There's not. Um, if you wanted some one of those leagues, there just isn't. So I, Yeah. Anyway. I always felt like I was a soccer star when I did the co-ed soccer stuff at Veta Sports. I go, my God, I'm scoring like 42 goals tonight. And then I go against the men. And they always, they, all the men's leagues are coming up from like the, the, um, you know, the Mexican guys who can really play soccer. And they make me feel like I got to just get out of here. And we're talking about Missouri Governor Mike Parson. Clearly, he leaves after this term ends. Who is considered to be the front runner right now? Well, his name is Jay Ashcroft. Yes. And Jay Ashcroft will be live in studio tomorrow morning. Very excited. I am so excited. From 8 to about 8.30. So join us early. We'll be here. You can come in oh, if you want, Eric. Whenever, Eric. You don't have to be here. Shut your face. I'm going to be here. You need to be here because we're going to do the show before the show even a little bit earlier. So, boom, right at 8 o'clock here. So, why can't we get him till 9? Well, Jay, because you know Tabitha's going to have twenty dumb questions. I don't ever. I don't get to pick all these times. twenty dumb questions. Dude, I've got questions. You. you got questions. <laughs> you got questions. <laughs> so, so Jay will be in studio at eight o'clock tomorrow. Then we'll proceed with our free for all uh, conspiracy theory Friday. Who knows? Maybe we could get Jay to stay in on it. Who knows? Oh yeah. Oh, wouldn't that be yeah. fun? It show how Jay, personable he is. He's really personable. Yeah. Um, yeah he's kind of. Uh, yeah, so I never thought, I mean, he's one of the candidates. There's a couple other candidates uh, who will be throwing their name in there. But Mike, I, I believe it's Mike Keogh, So It is. Yeah. Um, well, so far. It's Bill Eigel and Mike. And, that, and, that, and, that, and, that's, and then, of course, Bill Eigel. And that's the governor's boy. Um, who is? He's a Kehoe is the guy that I think in, is, it, I, I think from what I understood, that's who uh, Parson likes. Or he's, I heard he's a. This is what I've heard. Now you can tell me if I'm wrong. I've heard that Mike Kehoe mm-hmm. is the most to the left, and that Jay Ashcroft and Bill Eigel are more conservative. I will. I don't but know. That's a good. One question. is really clearly a front runner. I haven't done sure. all the study yet. I hear things, but I would. I, I want to study it and look at it before I say anything about it. Yeah. Name recognition. I've deserve, studied this. Name a recognition. Lot. Is, yeah. is big in, in Missouri, yes. I'll tell you that. And that's right. Ashcroft right now. Oh, definitely. No that's, doubt. 
Cor- correct. Absolutely. Okay. We appreciate you guys jumping in for an awesome podcast that we had today. As always, jump in, cancel the show.com. We love you. We appreciate it, guys. And of course, don't forget to join us tomorrow. Jay Axcroft at eight, talking about Missouri governor. Also, our free for all Friday. You threw me for a loop there talking harp, Pro Joe. The harp system. Yeah. I mean, is there enough material the there to do about. that tomorrow? I'm sorry? Is there enough material with the harp system to do that tomorrow? I, I think there, there's definitely plenty out there. Oh, my God. And I saw a video last night where, new, where recently a news team, I got to figure out where this happened. They did a call. I think it was in California. A family said a craft crashed in their backyard and... 10-foot demonic beings were looking at with big No, eyes. no, no. Those were criminals coming from St. Louis yeah. in a Kia. <laughs> and there's actually... <laughs> Jumping out of the car. There's video of something. <laughs> Officers were talking to somebody earlier in the night in a different location and video of something streaking in the sky and crashing close to where this happened. Okay. Anyway. It was right. a Cessna. That's Eric Johnson for Tab of the Hassle, Lizzie Sparks. <laughs> Pro Job, Vic Faust. Have an awesome day. Cancel the show.com. <laughs>